1: Jacked up just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing it like that.
0: He's just Makazi now. He's not oh, a kid. So so Makazi,
1: not a kid anymore. He's a 10 boy. He's a, a, two, he's years a man. He's a man. man he got PWS superstar. He was gone in two minutes.
0: in go in go in And Look at You're missing a B there, but that's...
1: There's a B? This is what I'm These letters don't go together. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, are you having a wank, all you? And it's like, No!
2: Mickey,
0: You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X
1: out, not listen to some boring podcast where, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza. Joe Lanza's not changing.
2: And Rich Crange.
1: I, I, you, I think, you. Who delivers I, I, this guy in a big <laughs> spot? Joe, don't yell at me. I in like in the big spot, who delivers better than this
0: guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I am Rich Crange alongside, Al, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you?
1: Always on the spot with this question. Um... <laughs> I never know how to answer this.
0: And I said, as always, even though last week I wasn't here, so it's not that, as always.
1: That's right. You're just used to saying these things.
0: I know. It's all right. I missed you. It's been a week. So hey, what's going on? What's new in the little lands of world?
1: Uh Not good. Apparently. Just let's just talk about wrestling.
0: Wrestling is cool. Wrestling is really good. Let's talk about wrestling. Wrestling is good. Daniel Bryan retiring though.
1: Yeah, that's not very good. Wrestling's not good. Wrestling's great.
0: wrestling is very good right now yeah
1: it's pretty great
0: we need the february needs a little bit of a kick in the ass though there's been not a whole lot going on but i think this weekend's gonna help it out a lot uh we'll talk about that of course we're gonna talk about new beginning uh wrestling noah they have a show uh going on i think later tonight as we record or uh, like is it going on like it's very early it's like a noon show japan time so that's actually coming on pretty soon for us right what which show uh the Noah show.
1: Oh, the, the, okay, yeah. So there's a Noah show that'll probably be. It's on
0: Samurai TV. It's not on ipay pay per view. For anybody curious, that's when I say for us, I I don't mean like we're watching. Well, a there's a, there's mean- a
1: stream. There's that, right that new streaming gimmick, um, uh, that Morton VH has going on. But the the thing about that Noah show is it will. Be-
0: and you can find details on our forum as well if you're curious.
1: Yeah, go to our forum, and uh, yeah, you could find the 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 uh, the link to the stream. But but. Th- th- you shouldn't even tell people that because right about when this show is ending is when that will be starting. By the time this gets uploaded and by the time even the earliest of the possible, hardest of the hardcore listeners are hearing our voices right now, the Noah show will be happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when 99% of the people listen to this, the Noah show will be long over. They're running noon on a Thursday in and Hall because there's boxing going on later that night. <laughs> So, and and it's not a big show. It's just a it's 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 Cork and Hall. But they've got a bigger Cork and Hall show coming up on the twenty. I want to say the 29th.
0: I have it in front. Of me. Let me uh, let me figure out what day it was exactly. I think you're right on the 24th. 29th. But let me twenty uh, fourth. Okay, there we go. Okay,
1: the, the Cork and show on the twenty fourth has has big time matches. The show that's happening Thursday is a nothing house show. There's nothing on the show. I mean, it's entirely skippable, except for the TMDK like video screen announcement, whatever that's going to be. And it's kind of pointless for us to speculate on it because everyone's going to know what it is by the time they hear us. Correct. So whatever's going to happen with TMDK, whether they're giving a formal goodbye or whether they're mysteriously coming back to the company for whatever reason, that's actually bigger than any of the matches happening on this Corican show. Um, On Thursday. So it's it's, the lineup is nothing but but tag matches. It's 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 just it's another stop on the tour, essentially. So nothing to see there. There's there's two Noah shows coming up later on this tour that are newsworthy, but we'll get into them. Towards the end of the show,
0: exactly. Yeah, when we're going to talk about Pro Wrestling you Noah. Know, then, uh, as mentioned, we're going to talk about New Japan. Has the two uh, New Beginning shows coming up this weekend? So we'll give previews of that, our predictions, our thoughts, and all that. But I think you know we kind of have to start off with, and I know you and Rob talked a little bit about it on Monday on the, the VOW Live, and pretty much every podcast you've been listening to this week has been talking about it. But you know, I think there, everybody has been sort of sharing their personal thoughts and, and and personal memories of stuff of Daniel Bryan. and I think we at least have to you know do our due diligence here and talk about it because I haven't really had a chance yet. Uh, to talk about it, but you know, sort of recapping for people that didn't listen to VOW Live or maybe didn't follow you on Twitter, uh, what were your reactions to the Dan O'Brien, you know, retirement from WWE uh, on Monday? And then more of that, what, you know, what did Daniel Bryan mean to you? Because I think that's what's been the most important thing is a lot of people not necessarily there's been discussion of wrestler safety and stuff but we're not going to do that you know, concussion wrestler safety CT stuff there's plenty of other podcasts talk about that plenty of other things being written so we're, we're not going to do that because it's just not very exciting or fun we're going to more talk about what Daniel O'Brien meant to us favorite moments favorite matches all that sort of stuff and maybe talk a little bit about the news of Daniel Bryan's retirement but I'll ask you first a you know what do you think of the retirement speech what do you think of raw and then what you know what what maybe are your most vivid Daniel O'Brien Brian Danielson memories if you assume that he's gone Forever, I am on record of, on Twitter as saying I think he's going to wrestle at some point again. I believe you. Uh, you also agree that at some point, somewhere, somewhere down the line, I was he's going to get in the ring again. I, I I waver a little bit. It's getting a little less. That ESPN interview, I was like, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if you watched uh, the Sports Center one. I was all on board of him coming back. I watched that speech and then I watched the Sports Center thing, and nah, I'm, I'm a little bit less. But uh, I'm still gonna I, I'm still gonna say maybe at some point, but. We'll see.
1: Well, there were legitimate whispers before Raw that he was going to wrestle again um, and that there were feelers being sent either to and from from a company that I'm not going to name. But the but the thing is, after I heard this and look, when I say whispers, those could just be unconfirmed rumor nonsense. You know how True. it goes. Um, you know, if. If we came on here and talked about half the shit that hits our email and our DM boxes, you know what I mean. It's like most of it. Some, you know, you, you, you know what I'm getting at. So who knows whether that stuff that I heard was legitimate or not? But the point, the point I'm trying to get at is, um, the the, um, the this, this once I heard the speech on Raw and then saw the spot on ESPN, I'm starting to think that maybe he won't. But there's no way I'm writing off the possibility for good.
0: Not at this age. Um, because it's we've tough, seen it too many times in wrestling. Right. He's, and, and he's a guy, he loves wrestling, and he's he's still very young. I mean, of course, there are uh, tons of things, but that's what I always go back to. I go back to his age and just his passion for wrestling he's he seems like a tough guy to just say okay i'm done i'm never doing this ever again like i the, the itch is going to come at some point i don't think he's he's not disingenuous you know like a guy like a cm punk who i, I do think will come back it's a but you know a guy who can go out there and say oh i don't care anymore i've done that i'm you know i don't care i've, I've you know i don't think he's as disenfranchised with wrestling as some other guys are when they retire uh, I, think or when he,
1: they- he, I think he very badly wants to wrestle right and and if he had his way and and if he wasn't this, this latest test didn't scare him off, I think he would have found a way to I mean, he tried to quit so he can go wrestle. And that wasn't, that That was a month ago. So, yeah. I mean, you know, to me, it's like you say, he's 34 years old. He love it's something he loves to do. I could easily see him in five years, 10 years, whatever, you know, getting that itch. And, 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 you know, maybe he's got a kid and he wants his kid to see him wrestle. There's a million different things that could happen.
0: I'm or not. testing, you know, testing gets better for, for you know, because w- there are rumors that there might be, you know, in the next few years, you know, tests that will determine if you have CT even while you're still alive versus when you did. De- I mean, God only knows what's going to happen medically, uh, you know, in the next 10 years. He might get another test. This test that everybody says is OK. And he gives it and they go, yeah, you're you're not bad. You're OK. You can go back in if you want. And he decides, OK, it's worth the risk. I don't mind it. Like we, we don't know. I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen in 10 years.
1: And the thing about it, too, is everyone. The big revelation was that he had these seizures, right? And everyone went, oh my god, I mean he should never wrestle again. But think about this. He had the seizures and he still wanted to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So the seizures weren't stopping him. The seizures were a big revelation for fans because we didn't know about those seizures. But he he had them, still tried to quit the company.
0: And <laughs> go to and Japan. Still tried to, to,
1: to or wherever and, and still yeah. wanted to go wrestle after he had the seizures. It wasn't the seizures that scared him off. Even though that terrifies the rest of us hearing something like that, it wasn't enough to scare him off. It was whatever this latest test told him, the lesions on the brain and whatever, that the latest test showed him that, that really scared him off. So this is a guy who, I, like I said, look, you know, am I guaranteeing that he's going to step back in the ring? No. Um, if you would have asked me before the speech and before the ESPN thing, I would have said, oh, this fucker's wrestling again. The speech was very convincing. The ESPN piece, and, and he, he comes off as a genuine guy. You know, he doesn't come off as a bullshitter.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's the big thing. I'll talk about that here in a little bit, but I'll let you finish your thing and then we'll go, we'll go back to that genuine, yeah, genuine yeah, guy yeah.
1: He, he doesn't come off like a bullshitter. I think right now today, uh, you know, on February 10th, uh, he believes that he's never going to wrestle again. I just don't believe that it's going to remain that way. Uh, so, you know, that, I, I, I think there's a chance that we could see him in a ring again.
0: So my my part about when I was talking about him being genuine and trying to go back to that, I think one thing that was very interesting and, and, you know, because I have a lot of non-wrestling fan friends that are very, I shouldn't say non-wrestling casual, they'll jump in every so often, they'll jump in on, there's a big story or there's something they hear about. And of course, as we mentioned, again, we we talked about this a few weeks ago with the AJ Styles and and even to a lesser extent, the Shinsuke Nakamura stuff where... You know, we sort of get this idea that there's this wrestling bubble, and oh my god, we live in this, and we know all the news or whatever. When the Dan O'Brien retirement thing was, the ticker on Sports Center was on Bleacher Report. It was on Sports. You know what I mean? It was everywhere. And I had, and I, I could tell what a stories everywhere because I get my friends that are just sort of casual going, "Oh, hey, what happened to Dan O'Brien Or "Hey, what's going on with Dan O'Brien And I said, "You know, or, oh, hey, is this some storyline? Or shit? is this something that's real?" And I, you know, no, I, for the best of my knowledge, it's real. Like I, I assume this is real. So then all of them, I, I and I heard back after uh, RAW. I, a lot of them watched it. Uh, and they were you know texting me back or or, or talking to me and a lot of them were saying the same thing of like i'm not that invested in the guy and i don't really know him all that well and i don't really i know you know him more than i do because you followed him for the past you know 15 years and you followed him on independent wrestling and all that stuff i only know him from WWE, and i only know him casually but they said i was still like almost moved to tears like i was getting emotional for this guy and i thought that was a really interesting thing that i was sort of talking with with those people about, and I said, that's a big reason why this guy connected with so many fans is because you always got this idea that he was just a human, that he's a guy, like he's just this Daniel Bryan guy, and that it didn't matter if you were a big fan of him, if you were a casual fan of him, if you were a fan of him from his IWA Mid South days, or if you're a fan of him from his Ring of Honor days, or if you're a fan of him from NXT and WWE or whatever, like he just comes across as just a a, a, a human, a guy, like, and that's I think that promo on Monday was so. Because it, it was just so gripping and so – it just got you emotionally. Even – no matter what allegiance you really had to Dan O'Brien, you felt for the guy regardless. Because he goes out there, you know, he's he's silent at the beginning. He's just sitting there. And you can tell he's just kind of soaking it in. He's not really, like, super polished. He kind of just talks from the heart, speaks from the heart. You know, he, 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 he wasn't very – he was emotional, but he was sort of, like, in, in a some way sort of – I'm trying, not, not reserved, but I I can't put the exact right word. Or I, I, I contrasted it a lot to to, I, and I mentioned this to my friends as well. Is look at when Peyton Manning after the Super Bowl, everybody sort of assumes that Peyton Manning is done after the Super Bowl. Yet when he gets a speech, it's a super manufactured. Well, I have to talk to the the the, the, the you know I have to think about this. I have to you know you know just athlete speak. He was just spouting an athlete speak. Then he was throwing in one liners about Budweiser and his advertisers. You know what I mean? Like it was so disingenuous when that moment was given to Peyton Manning. He couldn't take it. Whereas Daniel. Brian, you know, he's very, oh, I don't want to say this, but, like, I donated my hair to charity. Like, I don't want to be a plug, but, like, I did that. Like, he was worried about doing that, and it's like, it's okay. (laughs) Like, that's not a thing that you really have to worry about. But then he just pours his heart out like a human, and I I just love that aspect about him. And I mentioned to my friends, I said, yes, that's why Daniel Bryan was so popular. That's why I loved him from the moment I saw him in Ring of Honor, and that's why I loved him all through WWE and all that sort of stuff is he's always been just a a very – He's the most one of the most human characters I think WWE has ever had and you can't help but get attached to that at some level.
1: I think um the the speech, you know, two weeks ago on Voice Wrestling Live, I talked about the Nakamura send-off and said it wasn't at the level of the Yuhan Nation send-off in Dragon Gate. This speech was at that level. Yeah. in terms of emotion and um and just and just uh you know, and it was a really it, it was really just an amazing amazing speech. I mean, I you can't do it enough justice. There's you know enough adjectives or anything. It was just amazing. It was like you said. It was it was straight from the guy's heart. And you no, know, the thing with Peyton Manning. To be fair to Peyton Manning, I think a lot of, he he was absolutely giving athlete speak after the Super Bowl. But the thing with Peyton Manning was he didn't. I don't think he wanted to take the moment away from his team. He didn't want to make it about him.
0: No, no, I agree. No, I
1: so don't. there there was you know it was calculated like you're saying. But I don't think it was because. From Peyton Manning's perspective, there's a time and a place for him to talk about his future, and it wasn't going to be there where it was going to take the focus away from his team winning the Super Bowl. But, but yeah, completely different than what Daniel Bryan did on Monday, which was, you know, it's just amazing spe- I mean, that was that's the Lou Gehrig speech for pro wrestling. That's what that was,
0: and it just goes on and on and And you don't want it to end. You know, it's it's like I'm looking at the clock and it's like 10:25 and I'm like, okay, like I don't know when this is going to end, but I don't care. Like you, you that guy could have talked for another hour, and I think everybody would just would have hung around and listened to it. You you know, nobody was going to turn that off, nobody was going to do anything else. Like everybody was just hyper focused on his every last word, and that's that's the connection he always had in the ring as well. And that's that's something that not a lot of guys can do. And I think maybe now I think a lot of people, not to say that he was underrated at any point in his career, because absolutely he wasn't, but I think people, you know. I've seen in the last few days more people appreciate going back and watching old matches going back and watching promos and stuff and really getting and I think that's the the promo aspect I think is one that you know we we've always talked about his in-ring. Everybody knows about his in-ring, but a lot of people forget that this guy had a ton of charisma and was so like he was just good at making a connection with the crowd. That you know nobody gave I don't think anybody gave him enough credit for that. It was like this unheard of thing where all of a sudden oh everybody's sort of attached to him. Well, the reason they're attached to him is because he's a very charismatic, a very you know there was just something he had that could connect him to the crowd. And and I think you talked about that a little bit on, on Twitter when you were just saying that. And and, and some people got mad at you because I guess it wasn't, you know, people thought it wasn't the right moment to do that or whatever, to say, hey, WWE had this guy for five years and they really did fucking nothing with him. Hey, look, and I think that's fun. I I think that's that's absolutely something that's worth talking about. And I think that's I I really do want to talk about that because this is guys supreme supreme in ring talent, supreme on the mic, do all this stuff. And really for, you know, three and a half years, he did fucking nothing for them. Nothing.
1: People can get mad at me all they want. My thoughts will remain consistent from when he was active and, and from when we did this show for the last four years. They wasted, they pissed away this guy's career in that company. Yep. They pissed away his career with uh, with narrow-minded gimmicks and uh, a narrow-minded um, uh, character mindset with him because he was capable of so much more. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a great underdog. Tremendous. Possibly you know, the best at conveying that um, that we've ever seen. But he had more to offer, but they locked him into that.
0: Yep, and we said that at the time, too. Absolutely. I think you can go back and, go back and listen to any show from 2013. I would not advise doing that because they're probably awful, but we talked about it every week of saying, and, and one of our big things we said is, you know, the underdog thing is fine, or, or all throughout 2014 we we're talking about this too, the underdog thing is fine, but there's going to come a point where he has to win, and then, okay, what now? And then, and then we said it's okay because this guy, we saw him in Ring of Honor, he's so good at playing... The non-underdog, too. He can do anything. I mean, his Ring of Honor world title run is one of the best ever, and he was in no way an underdog Look, for people Rich, that have never seen that. He's the opposite.
1: He had two roles, and he basically had two roles in this company. The fluke uh, delusional heel champion, where he was like <laughs> a fluke champion that didn't deserve the title, and he was delusional And about he was it.
0: nuts and crazy and weird, and, 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 and yeah.
1: And what's the theme there? He's not good enough, right? He's just – right. it was a fluke. And then when he was a face, he was this just ultimate underdog, the ugly little goat boy, the B-plus, who again, what was the theme there? He wasn't good enough. He was always presented as someone who wasn't good enough. And
0: look – And there was the vegan uh, the the vegan nerd thing before when he first came in. Remember that? Right. Well, people, that, like that's to, like the, people like to forget about that too. That was like a year that's like the mid-card Michael stuff. Cole calling him a vegan nerd and then him thinking you know, the Bellas were – or the Bellas thought he was a virgin and not a vegan. Right, so but it.
2: I
1: mean, when he was re- once stuff. he was reasonably pushed, You know, there were two primary uh, yeah. roles for the guy, and it was always, the theme was he, he wasn't good. enough. And look, he nailed that delusional heel role. He was great at it, and he was great at being the babyface underdog, but he had so much more to offer too. And, but they were, he, was con- he was going to be typecast as the guy who wasn't good enough whether he had these head issues or not. And, and the problem is, and like we warned about, once he won the title... He, I, it's my belief he would have cooled off once he was champion, because the 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 underdog who finally gets it done, there's nowhere left to go with that, and because I don't see them as willing to have have changed his character to um, uh, to anything other than that. Nobody wants a you can't the champion underdog thing doesn't work. I really believe he would have fizzled as champion and he would have cooled off. I think that injury was may have been a blessing in disguise in in, in regards to. From the pers- the shoulder injury, I'm talking. Yeah. You know, from the from the perspective of, you know, we didn't. You never saw him. He would have cooled off, in my opinion, because that character has very limited upside. The peak of that is when you win the title. There's nowhere to go from there with that character, and he was capable of so much more. He could have been, you know, an asshole prick heel. He could have been uh, uh, a heel who was a shooter. He could have been a, a babyface ass kicker. Even at his size, he could have pulled all of those roles off.
0: Yeah, or just the, the, like a lot of his Ring of Honor one is just, I'm better wrestler yeah. than you, and I'm going to find ways it to beat you. The and best, like, uh, is yeah. him, it could
1: have been the best in the right. world.
0: Literally the best in the world, and yeah. He would
1: have been good enough to pull all of that off, not just in ring, but character-wise too. He proved he was good enough to do anything, and that's where the money was with this guy. As popular as he was as an underdog, they could have done so much more with him, and he could have been an even bigger star if they would have stopped typecasting him. And, I, and, and, and if it annoys people, too bad. Because I said it at the time, his run in this company, I don't look at it fondly. It annoys me. 90% of his career in that company annoys me because they didn't use him to his full potential. And I didn't enjoy him. Look, he had great matches. I'm not saying he didn't have great matches. You can cherry pick the great matches. And I loved him as much as everybody did. But in the, in the wider scope, I didn't enjoy his run there because there was always something lacking. There was always, they could, and it was frustrating because they could have done more with him. And they had this supreme talent right under their nose, and they pissed it away. So I don't look back fondly. I don't. I'm sorry, and I I, I know I got a lot of heat for that Monday yeah. with Rob. But I, look, I'm not gonna. I am not gonna. I'm not gonna not be consistent just because the guy retired. I'm sad to see him go too, but my view of him in that company remains the same, and I'm not. And it's not gonna change. I'm not just gonna toss Rose if that's what we want to do. That's not what I'm gonna do. That's not me. I'm, 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 I'm sticking with, with, with what I thought of him uh, three years ago is the same, I think, today. I think they pissed it away, and it, and it, it makes me angry. It does annoy me. It pisses me off. It pisses me off.
0: Yeah. And and my thing, and this is exactly how it was at the time as well, is that I always, I, I enjoyed it in the moment because I thought it was fun sort of seeing him, or, or at least the fans and, and him sort of working against the company in a lot of ways of saying like, hey, you got, and, and the fact that he would always, no matter what, it, it somehow, some way, he would do. Uh, he would do it. The fans would do it. Some sort of circumstances would happen where he would get there. And I remember at the time saying, "I I enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought that was you know fun that that no matter what he was able to get to the point that we kind of or, or a lot of fans wanted him to get to." But at the same time, I was really annoyed that it took you know CM Punk walking out, everybody booing Batista. Uh, you know, it, it took so many things. For it to happen that they finally had to say, "All right, fine, <laughs> we'll do it." Like, and and that was the frustrating part. Even at the time we were talking about it, we, I remember this in 2013. I remember this, uh, you know, in 2014. I was talking about this as well. Is that you know there was there were so many cases where it was like he, he's there, and then something would happen, and then he would again force their hand or whatever. And that's part of me like that because it was cool that that he was showing his talent no matter what, no matter what they put in front of him, he would still find a way to break it down and 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 beat it and and you know, overcome it or whatever. But at the same time, I know, especially when WrestleMania was coming up, it was like, God damn it. Just figure it out. Like this guy, he's good. The fans like him. He's, he, he could do any character you want because I mean, it, it really goes back. And I think you, you mentioned the piss away and, and going back and looking at his career in, especially in WWE, um, and looking at the different points that they just every single time stopped him dead in, and it's just it's it's a it's so ridiculous because people think it, it it wasn't just the WrestleMania thing, it wasn't just the you know SummerSlam and then all that crap that happened in the fall, and then he was you know that it was before that it was the Yes Chance and they said no, we don't want that. Start saying no all the time, and then you know the fans kept saying yes, and then okay now you're in a tag team with Kane, and then you know he got that over too, and he made that work into something big, and then you know just the, the fall uh, that we mentioned as well where he's just every single pay per view there's some screw job way that he doesn't win and people Are just like alright come on like, let's just Figure it out and then you get to the Wyatt's thing And then you get to the, the Royal Rumble and then you get To Batista and then you get to CM Punk and like So much stuff had to happen for it to work and in one case, that's really cool and really fun to sort of talk about of, oh, my God, you know, all this stuff got thrown in front of him and he still made it work. He's still such a supreme talent that, you know, we mentioned this all the time and we mentioned it at the time, the cream rises at the top. He was the guy that no matter what you were going to do, he was going to get to the top. He was going to rise to the top no matter what because he was just that damn good at what he did. But at the same time, it's frustrating because it's like, why did we have to take two years to get here? When in, you could argue in 2012, I mean, that's when he was doing his, his his world title run on SmackDown. He was doing great stuff on SmackDown, having great matches, that over-the-limit. I, I tweeted that match out earlier with CM Punk. It was that over-the-limit uh, 2012 where him and, him and Punk just had an amazing, amazing match uh, in the undercard there. And just, like, there were so many different things going on. And time and time again, it was like, this guy's great. Like, just do something with it. Go with it. And they just never did. And it, it, they always had to get their f- hand forced. And like I said, there's, there's, there's a getting in the end to that. I really do enjoy that aspect of it, that no matter what he got there, but then it's also really annoying because it's like, man, there was so much wasted time, and what could we have gotten if they had just said in 2012 or, or even in 2013, you know what? This guy's good. Let's see what we can do. Let's go with it. This guy's a talent. He, he's, he's clearly grabbed that brass ring or grabbed that, wh- whatever you want to say, but they just never did it. And we're left with what is largely, I mean, you watch promo videos and it all looks good and it looks great, but it's largely pretty underwhelming. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that.
1: Incredibly underwhelming. Tons of waste of time. There was an entire year period where they literally did nothing with him. Literally nothing for an entire year. Then you have the Kane stuff, which a lot of people like. I thought that was the fucking shits. You know how I feel about the Kane tag team.
0: Well, I, I think it was stupid, but and, and you remember me at this but he made and that's I, I talk again about the cream rise at the top. It was stupid and the, the, it shouldn't have worked, but he made he it made, work. He, and he can
2: make anything right.
0: work. That's my right plan. and that's that's the example that's the best example of it. Because that was meant to be okay, we have no fucking clue what to do with you. Here, you and Kane, you guys go hug and do anger management, and all that sort of stuff. And he made it work so well that he became more over from it. And it's like he, nothing you could do could stop him. He,
1: he, he, that's nothing. my point. The guy can make anything work. Work, um, and, it, and it's amazing, and it's someone who the fans got behind. To, you know, in spite of the company not wanting the fans to get behind them, and this is a point I made with Rob the other night. This is such a weird fucking company, and it's 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 amazing that they're as successful as they are because here you have a person who got over, and any, any you know any promoter in history would have ran with him or at least tried. Look, I'm not saying the guy was a lock to catch on and be the next megastar in pro wrestling. But fuck, man, he, he, he was worth a shot. You know what I mean? And they just fought it every step of the way and never gave the guy a fair chance. Meanwhile, they're pushing this guy now to the moon who is not connecting with fans at all. But yet they keep shoving it down people's throats and, 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 and trying to make it happen. It, it, this company is really like a fucking bizarro world of what you're – it's crazy to me. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's like it, – you know, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And and they left they left so much on the table with this guy that to me I find it incredibly frustrating. I mean it, it's, and and it made it harder for me to enjoy the great matches that he was having because mm-hmm. you know it's either I was annoyed by his his, 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 his narrow fucking gimmick, uh, whether it you know at the time of whatever it was or or I you know it just it felt like they weren't going to go on. for whatever reason. I had a hard time enjoying the matches as as a result flying of
0: flying goat vegan underdog yeah, the you commentary know, we, we the shit,
1: jbl with the flying goat stuff um you know it's it's it was all just so frustrating and annoying and always yeah. left a bad taste in my mouth he's the kind of guy where I'll go back years from now and watch the matches in a vacuum and probably appreciate the matches a
0: lot i'm already i'm already i time. already did that a lot this week and they really do hold up uh, that, that I found it a much better experience now just kind of going back and watching these without really knowing what was going on in the stories and all that sort of stuff. I'm going, oh, man, let's you know, because I, I was right with you. I, I didn't because the booking was just so around. It was just got so overwhelming. And, and sometimes it, it was hard to enjoy. I, I really would suggest going back. Uh, Maybe maybe wait a little bit. So you're a little uh, you can definitely guarantee that you're a little distance from it. And you won't have, you know, sort of the memories of, oh, God, this is when Randy Orton did, you know, X or whatever. It, it might help a little bit. But I've already found it uh, a, a pretty good experience just going back. Uh, on my own and and doing that. But um, aside from WWE... We'll get off Dana Bryan uh, here in a sec, or Brian Danielson, rather. Uh, for people maybe that are listening to this that only know him from WWE or only you know know him from that sort of stuff, what can you recommend they seek out or go out and watch? Uh, uh, particularly Ring of Honor, but there's also New Japan stuff, IW Mid South, other stuff. What have you seen, or what could you definitely say? Because I know that's obviously like me, your high point of Ring of Honor watching as well was you know Brian Danielson's you know big run. What would be maybe a few matches that you would recommend, or, or maybe even if it's a whole year? I know many people have you know that 2006 is, is a particular year. Is there anything you would recommend? And people go and seek there's out There's nothing
1: watch. I wouldn't recommend. Everything he did yeah. was great. And, you know, that, that, that sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. He never did anything that wasn't great. I mean, there's even value in a lot of the shorter matches that he had in Japan. He, look, he wasn't some kind of pushed superstar in New Japan or in NOAA or whatever, but, but um, for the role he was in, he had great matches there, too. And, yeah, you know, I'm on record as saying his 2006 is one of the great singular years in the history of professional wrestling, any wrestler, any year. I don't care if it's Ric Flair 1989 or Samoa Joe 2005 or whoever you want to bring up in terms of singular great years in the history of wrestling. Kenta 2009 is another one that I love. That Brian Danielson 2006 it, it might, it might just be the greatest singular year in the history of pro wrestling. So I would I would highly recommend that year uh, of Ring of Honor go seek that stuff out Um, there. He had a match against Shingo Dragon Gate USA. I think after he got fired for Chuck, you know, choking Justin Roberts with a tie or whatever. I think that's where the timeline fits in. Right. That would have been about the same Mm -hmm. timeline. Uh, where he had the mm-hmm. match against Shingo and Dragon Gate USA. Uh, he had a bunch of great matches for, uh, for Gabe Sapolsky during that time, for Evolve and Dragon Gate USA. Yeah, he did a bunch of um,
0: Evolve uh, shots. You know, oh, yeah. so
1: and, and, and I, the two companies blend in my mind, so I don't remember exactly which company was which with each particular match. Uh, PWG, he has a ton of great stuff in PWG. Uh, he had a match against Shima in, in PWG that I forgot even existed, that people were you know, uh, tweeting out GIFs of, and that was a great match. Yeah, he has a match against Hiroshi Tanahashi, a U thirty title match in New Japan that I watched a couple months ago.
0: Uh, People have been tweeting that out, or uh, I've seen it on Facebook and, and on Twitter as well. You can find it; that one is easily. Yeah, which I mean, in
1: hindsight, with, with 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 the way Tanahashi's career went, uh, you know, uh, since that point in time, and the way Danielson's, which is an interesting match to watch from that perspective, and it had a nice little, you know, eleven minute match or twelve minute match or whatever it was. Uh, for the old U-30 title. So there there was never a time where he went somewhere or did something and it wasn't great. Look, you can make, if you told me that you thought he was one of the five greatest professional wrestlers who ever lived, I wouldn't argue with you. If you told me that you thought he was the best, uh, you know, North American wrestler that ever lived, I wouldn't argue with you. I might not agree with you, but I wouldn't argue with you because I'm not sure I could put five guys ahead of him, ever, bell to bell. I'm not sure I can do it, you know? I might be able to do it, but he's definitely in the conversation. So, you know, you're talking about a guy who you really can't overstate how great he was. He's one of the greatest wrestlers to ever step foot in a ring, period. He just is. You can argue he's the best and and not make a fool of yourself. Even if I don't agree, it's, it's an argument you can make and you don't sound foolish,
0: no, I've always, I've been putting him in my top, when people ask me my top five, uh, and, and I go by favorite a lot of times too. And like I said, I, I waver all the time, but he, he's he been a constant in there for, for a few years now, even before even before the, the, the a lot of the WWE run. Uh, I always put him in there because he was just a guy that for the moment, the first time I ever stepped foot, uh, either watching, or actually the first time I watched Ring of Honor, he jumped out at me and then they're live. I mean, that's where I think you really get a, a good Danielson experience. And I know you've seen it plenty of times as well. His ability to connect to to the people that you know w- when you're watching him live and, and and you're in the and he's in the ring you're in the crowd that's what he's so good at because there's a lot of little stuff that gets picked up like little mannerisms little things he says in the ring and people know that you know the i have till five and that sort of stuff that was only one i mean there were other just little wrinkles that he would do in every section of his match every every second when he had a guy in a hole it wasn't just he had him in a hole and that was it there was you know he was saying stuff you know he was great at selling he was great at sort of Shit-talking the guy when he had him in a hold, too. Like, there was just so much little stuff that I think it, it really does help. Um, you, you know, w- w- Seeing him live, I think that's a whole different experience. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Oh, seeing him live was – I mean, yeah. I mean, when I talk about his 2006, I saw a ton of those matches during his title mm-hmm. run live. Same with and me, the yeah. thing is, the other thing about him is he was able to carry guys. He – one of these guys who there's a laundry list of wrestlers who had their greatest match ever against him, whether it's Bray Wyatt at the – was that Royal Rumble –
0: was that was uh, oh. the break? No, there was Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, Royal right? Rumble. Yeah, that was that was the, the infamous Royal Rumble. Bray
1: Wyatt's <laughs> best match ever. He, you know, he had a title match in Ring of Honor against Delirious, which was the best Delirious match I've ever seen. He had a match against Eric Stevens in Ring of Honor, which was, yeah,
0: oh, so I mean, good.
1: you know, what other great Eric Stevens match can you name? I mean, and he had a great match with Eric Stevens. He had the best match of Jimmy Raves' career up to that point in time. I'm not trying to start some big Jimmy Rave debate. I haven't seen a ton of this resurgent Jimmy Rave, so
0: warning, warning. So warning, don't even yeah.
1: start on me. All I'm saying is, in 2006, when they had their match, it was by far the best match of Jimmy yeah, Rave. He wasn't, he wasn't
0: blowing the doors down. Okay, though. I'm not
1: watching Jimmy Rave. I've I've seen one. I saw one Jimmy Rave match last year, and it was very good. Okay, so so so. Don't, get, don't even start with me with the Jimmy Rave stuff. All I'm saying is in 2006, that was Jimmy Rave's best match. And you can go on and on. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, Takeshi Morishima, oh, those e- that series easily, of matches were
1: incredible. Easily Morishima's best matches. There's another good example. And what the hell did Morishima ever do after that series of matches? Oh,
0: the, the problem with me, because <laughs> my first experience of Morishima is I didn't, you know, I. I had followed Japan like very casually at that point, super casual. Only when people said, "Hey, this is a really great one," so when I saw him in Ring of Honor, I and, and I saw a Danielson Morishima match, uh, I was just blown. Away. I went, "Oh my god!" Like this Morishima guy's awesome, or whatever. I was like, "Brian's great, but this guy's awesome too." And then I started watching some of his other stuff, and I was like, what "The fuck!" Like what? what? I got the the raw steel ever, and I hate Morishima but those matches are so good. Like they're among my favorite matches ever that I, I was ever at live. And yet every time I saw that guy, I was like, and I always held him up to that standard that I saw him in that. And the first time I saw him was against Brian Danielson. I was like, this guy's great. He's not, he sucks.
1: What we didn't know at the time is that Morishima had already peaked because Morishima yeah. was fucking hell on wheels in, you know, that 2005 to 2006 time timeframe in Noah, you go back and watch Morishima from that timeframe. And you're like, holy shit, we know, now you, you will understand why people thought he was the next enormous, gigantic star to come down the pike in <laughs> Noah. And then he just fell off the shelf. I mean, it's almost like that 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 Brian Danielson stuff extended Morishima's peak. Because it was right after that, that Morishima just went right into the shitter. You know, so it, it's, it again, that's another guy who I think you could very easily argue had his best, not even match, but matches against Brian mm-hmm. Danielson. So he...
0: Tyler Black, that, that that series of matches in Ring of Honor, or particularly the one, uh, I think it was July or something like that, that, I mean, that made that guy. I mean, Tyler Black was dead on the vine. Remember in Ring of Honor? That guy was nothing. He was dying well, a Oh, you're death. talking
1: like 2009, Tyler Black, when they made yes, it
0: to... like 2008, 2009, like when it just, it, it was like, and he was still super young and super green, of course, but they, I mean, Gabe loved him, pushed him to the moon, and it just was not hey, no, working. No, no, no. Henry, Here, it wasn't here's working. Character wasn't working. Okay.
1: Gabe started the push then they switched bookers and then it took way too long to pull the trigger and people
0: oh that's right it, right cuz cuz Gabe was out of there by yeah okay.
1: so and then and then like Pierce came in and then people started to turn on Tyler Black because it was like all right are we going to get are we going to shit or get off the pot with this fucking guy because he he had like this push that
0: I I remember yeah that it right, took yeah, okay. like
1: 2 years you know so that's what happened with Black but you're right was those Brian Danielson matches right before he left that he had with Tyler Black, which kind of rejuvenated him and set him up for, for the title run or whatever. But that's another guy. I mean, you go right down the list. There's just so many dudes. I mean, you know, Nigel McGuinness probably had his best matches against Brian Danielson. Oh, so, God. And, and look, no. and Nigel McGuinness, like, he's a guy who had great matches against other people, too. But, you know, he, he you know, I, I would say that he had his best matches against an one.
0: particularly well, what's interesting as well and I, I was gonna bring homicide as another guy as well and i i like a lot of homicide work but i the ones with brian danielson I, I i always thought were just his best work as well but like, look at the guys that we're mentioning here and, and that's the one constant is brian danielson but you look at the other guys and this is why we say he's such a good worker who did he mention there? we mentioned takeshi morishima nigel McGuinness, tyler black <laughs> you know those guys aren't anything alike yeah but it eric matter. stevens Del- delirious eric, eric stevens and kenta are not alike but there was a, a constant that when they get in the ring with brian danielson they they produce yeah, delirious,
1: jimmy rave everyone we named is right. he's different Every-
0: Yeah, jimmy rave and takashi morishima not they, they don't really have many things that relate them except for the fact that when they were in the ring with brian danielson he got the best yeah. out of them and that's i mean that it that it's it, it, a wide variety of
1: guys some guys that
0: Roman Reigns, Roman Re- I, that fastlane right. match last year. You know, a year to this point was still that's the best Roman Reigns best match one. I think that I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: match. You're probably right. That's another guy. Absolutely, that's another guy. I mean, and Bray Wyatt. Another. I mean, like these guys who who never oh, have God, these yeah. guys who never have great matches. You know,
0: Seamus. I, I would even say the Seamus Dana Bryan ones are are it, it, not it's, bad. I mean, know, I, I still it's Seamus, but you know.
1: He's one of these guys who can ca- who was able to carry anybody. So and then of course he had great matches against great workers too. Whether it was Kenta, like you mentioned, or Samoa Joe, or yeah. whoever else. So you know it, it, uh, you could argue maybe John Cena too. The SummerSlam match that might be John Cena's best. That's
0: game. that's one of the best. So yeah.
1: you know it's it didn't matter who it was. I mean this guy. You it, it's like I said you cannot overstate how great he was. You really can. You know it, you, you can't. He's just he's, he's just great. So you know. Uh, uh, you know, you, you can't put enough praise on him. I, you could put him number one all time, and I wouldn't really argue very
2: hard with you.
0: I did see, I don't know if you saw this note in the Observer. Uh, Dave did mention that he uh, he's going to rename the Best Technical Wrestler Award to the the Dana Bryan Award, I, uh, Memorial Award. I, I don't know the exact wording, but it'll have his name on it, Brian Danielson. Uh, Daniel O'Brien. I, I think he's going to go with the Brian Danielson, but that award will now be named after him, uh, which is fitting because he won the award for like six years after he probably shouldn't have anymore. But yeah, why all.
1: not? Do we have Tom? Do we have Tom <laughs> Green to thank for that? Because he's the one who. Uh,
0: I don't know. Yeah, he he, he got in his head. So, to but not that Tom. Green, not that Tom Green. People. No, no. That literally
1: Tom, not that Tom Green. That's right.
0: <laughs> right at that, that Tom Green. Um, any more on uh, uh, Brian Danielson? Daniel Brian. Danielson, no, I mean, Brian. you know, I'm all I'm
1: all talked out on it. I think uh you know, I am like I, I kind of got sick of all the Brian Daniels stuff to be honest with you. I really did after a couple of days of it. Yeah, it was a lot. You know, yeah, but it's... but you know, it's it, we had to lead off with it and um you know, it's I can't sit here and do concussion CTE talk. I'll fall asleep. I I just I, I find that conversation so boring. Um you know, I really don't have anything to add to that that we haven't talked about a million times, you know. So um, I, I really don't want to make it about that. So there's really, uh, I don't know. I got nothing left in in terms of Daniel Bryan.
0: to me, uh, real quick before we get out of WWE and, and America and go to uh, Japan, I did want to talk about one thing. You had mentioned that you weren't sure what you were going to do for for because you're still going to Dallas. You're still in, but you have no clue who you're with or what you're going or you're just you're just traveling I think around. I'm like going a maniac, to Dallas. Right?
1: Life might be getting in the way. Um, I don't okay. want to say too much more on that, but I, I I'm I'm still ninety percent certain I'll be in Dallas. At least one night. I'm going to get there for at least one night.
0: Okay. Well, I actually had somebody reach out to me, and I've heard about their little organization or group or whatever uh, a few years ago when they did this, but I wanted to bring it up again because I think it's really cool, and and they're starting to to grow a lot, and, and it's Mania Crawl. And people might have heard of this. It's, it's maniacrawl.com. Uh, they, they essentially, I think they came from Reddit. I, I don't know exactly. But it's essentially a group where they just kind of get together. And it doesn't matter who you're from, where, you, you know, where you're from, whatever. It's basically a bar crawl of, like, wrestling fans or whatever the area is. And it's not necessarily, I don't think you have to be a hardcore drinker or whatever. I think it's just a group of fans getting together and kind of walking around the city, going to different places or whatever. Well, they reached out to me and said, hey, would you mind, you know, saying something about this if there are people that are going to Dallas, not quite sure what they're going to do, don't know, you know, maybe they're going, they're, they're wrestling fans, maybe they're going by themselves. Or they're just going with them and their their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever, and they want to you know figure out something to do. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely mention it because I think there are a lot of people that are just going down there and saying, hey, well, like you, who said, you know, I'm not just going to go down there and see what the hell happens. But I thought the coolest part about them too is uh, uh, any proceeds because they have like t-shirts and a bunch of other stuff that you can buy. Any of the proceeds to go to Connor's Cure in the Children's Hospital, which I thought was pretty cool as well. So I just thought it was a good little aspect, something I thought I'd mention. It's maniacrawl.com for details, but it's a really cool kind of group organization company i not really company but you know a, a way to if you're going to dallas if you're going for WrestleMania weekend not quite sure what to do not sure quite sure who you're going to hang out with what you're going to do go here you're going to find you know like-minded wrestling fans to, to walk around the city with and, and do stuff with so i thought that was pretty cool and i thought since you might not know what you're doing that there you go <laughs> if you if you can't find alan if you're searching around the city and you can't find alan you could, you could jump on the crawl. that son of a bitch they're, really they're, oh invasion they're, attack they're, all right.
1: They're going on that Japan trip, and to show you how much they lucked out, the big Japan show that's in Corican Hall, the week that they're there, isn't even a deathmatch show. It's the Strong Climb Tournament
2: Oh that was they're getting lucky all to singles
1: matches. matches. I'm so fucking jealous because I considered going but it was too short notice and I'd have to get a visa and my finances weren't really arranged so I just kind of scrapped the idea because at one point in time I was considering it but I'm scared to death to go to a foreign land where they don't speak English because I'll <laughs> never get around I'll definitely get lost and uh, I would need my handheld the whole time. I'm a big baby when it comes to shit like that so um you know it was too short notice I'd have to go with somebody who had been there before. Um, so, but yeah, they got, they got so lucky, man, because even the big Japan show that they're going to doesn't have any of that death match nonsense.
0: I would like at least if I'm going to go to Japan for, for a, a big Japan show, I, I want at least like one death match. You know what I mean? Ah,
1: all right. Well, you, you can have, it.
0: I, I, I... <laughs> just for, just cause it's kind of like, Hey, you know, you gotta have to I have guess, one, I guess, right? uh, You gotta see one, like two match and go. I, okay. I, all right. I, I, just, but... <laughs> like, all right. You... But you're going all the way. That's, that's the thing. You gotta go. All right. I can
1: see where you're coming from, but, uh.
0: Just one. I don't want many. I don't want the whole undercard to be. I'm just I'll, I'll one. I'll pass. Okay, that's fine. But I just want it to be over in like five. I just want guys to do like the seven thousandth power bomb onto light tubes and go, oh my god, light tubes, and then get out of my well, room. I'm, and I'm fine. still but, you know, in the just...
1: email chain for the Japan trip, and all these people that are going, <laughs> I'm so fucking jealous. But uh, they're let me let me just tell you, uh, they're all very excited that they're not getting death matches on the Big Japan show. So uh mm-hmm. they they're all they're all pumped about that. Matter of fact, I think it's the 331 show. It's the first show of the trip. And uh yeah, it's the Strong Climb tournament on 331. And uh there's a uh Daisuke Sekimoto versus Daishi Hashimoto singles match on that show. And Hama. Oh, that's, and that's, Ryoto that's... Hama versus Shuji Ishikawa. <laughs> you know how annoyed I was when I saw that call? I, like I'm I, like I wasn't annoyed already, okay? Uh, you know, uh, Kohisato versus uh, Saya Sonata is another one of the matchups there. They're getting oh, that nice. night. So five singles matches, and uh, you know, so they they don't even
0: and no deathmatch. Well, 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 there so might be uh,
1: something early in the show, but th- those are the five matches. There's the gotta be.
0: It's Big Japan, man. You got it. Just one. Okabayashi just one. doesn't
1: have a match announced. He doesn't have a tournament match okay. that night, so he might be involved. With, but he'll probably have some kind of tag or something. I doubt he'll be doing a death match. But, man, I was so bummed out when I saw that. Let alone, they're going to a <laughs> Dragon Gate show. Jai hooked everybody up yeah. with tickets. They're going to Invasion Attack. I mean, they're getting a little bit of everything on this trip.
0: Well, they picked a good WrestleMania uh, to skip. I mean, the WrestleMania weekend, other than WrestleMania, look, looks pretty solid. But yeah, WrestleMania is a, probably a, a, a good skip on this one. I'm I'm less uh, I you know I'm, I'm, I get less annoyed by the day that I can't go uh, every time I see what WrestleMania is turning into. But uh, that's okay. The other stuff looks good though. Well, Asprey uh, Ricochet going on one of the uh, Evolve shows. I could I could be down with that. But uh, yeah,
1: uh, tell me this doesn't sound incredibly intimidating. Somebody asked for directions from the airport to some, to some, uh, hotel engine. This is why, this is, this is one of the reasons I'm not going.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see uh,
1: it says here, let, let me see. Uh, this is, this is so, um, straight up intimidating. It says, uh, now I can't find it. Awful, awful radio here. Um,
0: well, there's like 10 subways. Well, you the bottom line here stuff. is there's <laughs> like a
1: million different transfers. Uh, get off and walk right. two blocks and make a right at, at this word. At,
0: you're lost. You're at already At this gone. word I can't lost.
1: pronounce yeah. <laughs> and get on this line. Then get on this line, but then make sure you're there in time to jump on this line. And then no sweat. You're in Tokyo. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I'd
0: be – I get lost in my own city like I like I get lost in Chicago sometimes I mean, not often but like we went to San Francisco and my like we were on the uh, their subway and we're just going and going and going and I'm like all right all right this is going well it's going well and Michelle's like we've been on the subway a long time I'm like I don't know whatever we get out we're we're fucking the other side of this fucking city like nowhere near where we need to be I went on the wrong direction I don't know my left's for my right I don't know my north's for my south's so I'm terrible we're I'm alone
1: somewhere where no one's speaking English
0: yeah exactly i knew everything i could have just as easily asked somebody i could read the signs let alone like i get on whatever the green train or whatever and i get on and i go okay this is going well this is great and then i'm in freaking like you know god i'll be in the middle of the fucking ocean or whatever like oh, i don't know if this is right I, okay I sorry. Lived in new
1: jersey um i couldn't get to uh hammerstein for like roh shows and stuff without going
0: well isn't that a, isn't that a notably difficult no, place to get to you, okay. Oh, <laughs> you, take,
1: you take the train to, uh, to Madison square garden. Okay. Uh huh. You, you get off an MSG and it's literally two blocks away.
0: Oh, but the thing okay. is what's the, Oh, it's, it's where a valve runs or whatever. Is that the way i oh,
1: somewhere that's nowhere near a train stop. And,
0: like you get off a train stop and then there's like a 20 minute walk, like, right? No,
1: you got it's, it's not even like, anywhere near a train stop that, that, that terminal okay. seven or whatever, whatever that place.
0: Is yeah, going. that's it. That's it's it. Okay. Sorry. Way that's out, that's out right. of the
1: way. But, but Hammerstein, you know, where, uh, ECW used to run and Ring of Honor ran a million times and um, WWE used to run Raw there. You know, it's like two blocks from MSG. I I, I would, I would, there was no question I would have got lost (laughs) if I ever went by myself. I just, I'm a disaster. I I don't know which way to walk. I would have went in the wrong direction. And it's literally two blocks away. You know, it's like the one time I went by by myself, I like, I got in a cab and it was like, I told him where I wanted to go. And the guy looked at me like I was nuts. You know, like I was an insane person. he's (laughs) like, it's.
0: Wait, well, you got off on the train and he, he had to take you on a taxi two blocks?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, because I was afraid. I was afraid oh, I was going to walk the wrong way. So I just, I was like, oh, I'll just get a cab. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, all right. And he like was like a block away. He was like, he drove up the street and dropped me off. <laughs> but I would have never found it. I would have went the wrong way or something. You know what I mean? It's like, it massacre regard.
0: I just get I just get panic attacks and I'm gonna go the wrong way, so I end up just like freaking out and making sure I know what, and then I end up screwing it up anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so worried of getting the wrong, going the wrong direction, turning the wrong way, taking a turn down the wrong street or whatever that I get so worried about it that then I end up overthinking it and then I end up going these the wrong subway way. Subway
1: anyway. travelers and these train travelers just blow my mind. Oh no problem, you just take the seven to the two to the nine to what the fuck? No chance. I had, I would definitely get on the wrong train at some point.
0: This is America. No we get in the Ex- car.
1: That is the kind of travel I like <laughs> when I can get in my own car, put in my get my GPS gimmick, type in the, the gimmick and just do whatever the lady on the GPS tells me to do. And then and then at the end of the destination, there's a parking lot. That's all I ask. I want the, the, the British voiced lady on the GPS to tell me every turn to make. I don't want to think. I just wanna follow the green line on my fucking phone to the parking lot. And I just wanna park and get out of my car and walk in the building. I don't wanna deal with trains. I don't wanna deal with buses. I don't wanna deal with walking. I don't wanna deal with fucking cities. Take me to the parking lot and I'm good. That's all I need. And I don't I don't need to remember anything. We have machines that do this for us. I'm more than happy to be stupid. I, I just 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 it's like who does math by hand anymore? We have calcul I haven't done math since I was in third grade. Okay, we've calculated. It's the same thing. D- don't tell me directions. Just give me the device. Give me the address, and the, the British lady will tell me where to go. That's all I need. <laughs> of- I don't want these trains, let alone in Japan. No one speaks yeah, my or language. Yeah, you don't know the language, yeah. You know, it's like no <laughs> one's going to help me. You know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna think I'm um, you know I, I'm like Stan Hansen I'm gonna come in there to lariat them or something I'm a white guy I don't. They're
0: want... <laughs> just gonna run yeah, away. Run yeah, away. You
1: know they're like oh this guy's six foot tall he's gonna throw a lariat at
0: us. Especially when you're wearing your cowboy hat that's yeah. not gonna work. And your bell <laughs> <laughs> you to have your bolt. I'm gonna with wear
1: you. my yeah, My Texas belt buckle and I'm gonna go there and they're gonna think I'm Stan Hansen.
0: <laughs> have your cowboy hat and you got your bell on the rope and everyone's just. <laughs> Time Listen, it out of the way. <laughs> Rich,
1: I spend hours in the gym staying in top peak physical condition. They're going to see it.
0: That is not true sure at all. Six, hours
1: in hours the gym. In the gym. You, they, they're going to
0: see this. You have never. When's the last time you've been to a gym?
1: 2009. But. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you something. It was a hell of a workout. I killed it in that workout in 2009. And I must have some fine genetics because I'm in great shape, Rich, for a man who's only been in the gym since 2009. But I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah? I'm going go to Japan. They're not going to want to help me. They're going to run from me. You know? Especially if they're wrestling fans, they're gonna think I'm I'm some uh, foreign invader coming in.
0: Why well, I have trouble asking anybody for help because or like for directions or anything like that because I just assume they're like, oh god, like here you go, like 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 how I react when people ask me directions. I'm like, okay, what, what, where are you going? What are you doing? All that sort of stuff. And I also get a weird thing too. And I don't know if you get this when people ask me for directions, I get a phobia where I don't want to tell them the wrong yes. things. So I end up just like, because I'm like, holy fuck! If I tell this person, like, yeah, just go here and then take a left and go, you're yeah, right there, or whatever. And they're driving and they're like, that motherfucker! Like, where's the street? Like, that guy has no idea. And they got me lost. Like, I, I have that phobia and assume that everybody else has that phobia or that, that they're just weird. Like, because I you hate have this thing directions. where so, like, I'm yeah. gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna fuck it up and you're gonna be ruined and then you're gonna hate yes. me forever. You don't know. I'm never gonna meet you again. But you're always gonna be like, ah, that one guy in Chicago. Fuck that. Yeah, guy. Yeah, that was... thing
1: where you're afraid you're gonna give him bad directions and then. They're going to be lost. and They're going to think about you twenty minutes later, and they're going to curse your name. I know exactly how. Right, you and feel. then
0: forever, they're like, "Oh, Chicago, yeah, we were there." And like this asshole told us to go here, and it was nowhere near where we needed yeah, to be. Hell yeah, know? I
1: totally um I'm um,
0: That's I have this phobia where they're like, "Hey, how do I get to?" I'm like, oh god, don't
1: ask. When me. I went to NXT in Houston, I did not know that it was a building without a parking lot, and until I got there, I never would have went to the show if I knew it was a building without a parking lot.
0: Because, As we found out from your evolved WN Live experience that you were not a fan of. Yeah, uh, that
1: fucking nightmare. But um, So I get there. I realize there's no parking lot. Rich, it was sheer panic. I didn't know what to do because I'm <laughs> driving in circles around the building, and there's like th- these parking decks or whatever. I end up using like an underground parking gimmick, like okay. underground. Okay. So I emerge from underground. First of all, I wrote down like everything because I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to find my car after I got out of the show. So I'm writing down all these little details of where my car is. and stuff. So I emerge from underground, and I come up, and I'm looking around. And I, I kind of knew where the building was when I went into the parking tunnel. But then when I walked out, I was all disoriented. I didn't know which way to walk. I GPSed the building and used GPS on foot to find my way to the building. NXT. Uh, right. so that
0: thing always sucks. That thing always spins around, and it's it fucks wor- me up. It, I don't- this is the
1: funny thing. It was yeah. a straight line about 500 500- But I followed that green line, man. Even, even, even though it showed like the, uh, the, you know, this particular it has like the, uh, you know, the gimmick at the at the racetrack, the checkerboard flag gimmick when the race is over. What do you call that fucking thing? Whatever.
0: Uh, It showed
1: that, and it showed it was only about five (laughs) hundred feet away. It's a finish line. The finish finish line. line. It showed the finish line was a. You needed me to tell you what a finish line was, Rich? I didn't. I didn't even have to like turn. All I had to do was walk 500 feet in a straight direction to get to the checkerboard fucking flag, You're and I still stared at the phone the entire way. And, and
0: yeah, but but this guy's gonna go from Yokohama to fucking Tokyo. Yeah, so that's, there that's, you go. That's, that's exactly yeah. why
1: I'm not going to Japan. I can't even walk 500 <laughs> feet in Houston, where people, everyone's in, in the state that I live, without having the GPS out. But you expect me to jump on. The limousine bus from Narita to Tokyo Station, then take the Kaisai line from Narita to Nippori Station.
0: Oh, the Kaisai and line. Then you of take course.
1: the JR to Akibara and Sobu to EB Ibi- I'm, I'm reading this uh, directly off of the email. And then Sobu to Idibashi. Hmm. The Narita Express is probably similar to that. There's like nine different di- trains you got to get on. Are you kidding me? I'd end up in Korea. I, I, you know, I'd be somewhere in, in the fucking South China Sea before I'd get to Cork and Hall. No thanks.
0: Speaking, nah, it's Osaka, but uh, <laughs> New Japan, New Beginnings. Let's talk about that. Hey, speaking of Japan, let's go to New Beginning. Got two big New Beginning shows going on. Uh, one of them is going to happen um, Thursday morning. We're recording this on Wednesday night, so some people might be listening to this as this show already happened. But a lot of you guys are also weirdos and listen to it right away as we post it. So, And we like you weirdos. The weirdos are good. That, we like weirdos. They help us. But, uh, yes, yeah, so let's talk about this Osaka show. We're going to give a little bit more time to, the I think, the Nagata show just because that's um, – Coming up a little bit later. But uh, the Osaka show, I really like it from top to bottom. Uh, Both shows are are, are really solid. Uh, The other one I should mention is Sunday morning. uh, That show is going to be happening. We'll have, of course, reviews for both of them. We have a preview for the Osaka show up right now. uh, And we'll have a preview for the Sunday show up uh, by the time most of you guys listen to this as well. But uh, let's talk about this Osaka show uh, real quick. Uh, Break down the card here. A lot of stuff we don't really have to get into crazy detail for. But I think the the big matches uh, will be fun to sort of preview and talk about. Uh, Opener is Chaos Gato. Uh, Sakuraba Yoshihashi versus Jushin Thunder Liger, Toguchi and Tiger Mask. I do. We don't need to talk about that at all, right? Don't. Nothing, no. Nothing. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> Nakanishi and Eugene Yeah, Who cares? Nobody. It, it'll be fine. But uh, uh, Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata versus Tenkoji. Okay. Uh, this is interesting because. Oh, oh go ahead. Yeah, I think go you're going to make
2: the same point I was. I didn't mean to cut you off. But um, you know, if maybe you, maybe you were going to go in a different direction. My thing is, this match stands out like a sore thumb. I think there's something up here because it's very strange. That they're doing this random tag team match with like uh, regular or tag teams, pushed tag teams uh, in the you know in the, in the prelims of this of this show. I have a feeling the winners of this match are going to challenge for the tag titles. Are you getting that feeling too?
0: I get that too. Yeah, I, it's just you don't get this. I mean, it's a very unique uh, sort of match. You don't, you don't get these guys ever you just don't get normal team versus normal team for no reason they just don't throw that together these guys would have been throwing in some weird six man there been some weird something else it's it just it's too fitting especially with you know the rumors swirling around Guns and Gallows. you need some new blood in that tag division it just makes all the sense in the world that whoever wins this goes goes on and and, and does you know you know will uh, competes for for that tag title at some point I down think- the line it's not a it's not a number 1 contender's match by name but i, I feel like too. it is
2: i feel like this is the yearly Tenkoji title challenge and then they just, you know, fade back into the... And they'll lose, obviously. I don't think they're going to beat um, Great Bash heel. Or, you know, maybe we'll be Nagata and Nakanishi. I don't think so, though. Every time these teams face each other, Tenkoji seems to win. Um, so, you know, and, 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 and Nakanishi is a guy who doesn't get any looking respect anymore. I mean, he's one of these veterans who, who, who takes a lot of falls in, 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 in like, the six- and eight-man tags. So... I think Tenkoji will win this, and then I think they will be the next uh, tag team title challengers as a result.
0: So no chance in your mind that Nakanishi and Nagata win this? No, no.
2: I, I, they could. I mean,
0: I just— I i have them winning. I don't know. I, I just had some weird thought of, hey, maybe we'll throw these guys a bone once a year and see what happens.
2: Wouldn't
0: shock me I, at all. Nah, it's probably going to be Tenzan Kojima, but eh, we'll see. It'll be kind of cool. It'd be, I feel, you know, they do this once a year or so, especially with Nagata. They always like to throw him a bone every so often, just to kind of keep him, uh, you know, in the company or mildly happy. But uh, who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, move on to really the next match. Matter,
2: uh, it doesn't matter which one wins either. I mean, it's just going to
0: no, no, because they're just going to get fed to to Great Bashille. So, uh, Ingo Bernabes, Bushi, Evil, and to T- Naito versus Juice Robinson, Kushida, and Michael Elgin. So a little bit of preview of, of some stuff coming up uh, in the future, and maybe a preview of uh, Naito and Elgin, possibly. I would like that.
2: And I uh, the, the the Los Angeles uh three uh, you know the uh, threesome here they've yet to lose a match undefeated as a trio's team. So uh maybe an open weight six man uh championship but I, you know I threw that out there on Twitter, and people were like, ah, oh, that's beneath Naito. What is with these people thinking, like, titles are beneath people? I, I, where are you on that? Because I don't see that at all. I could see them winning those titles easily. I don't think that's beneath Naito. What's the big
0: deal? Mm, uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I kind of like the titles as sort of just something that kind of gets thrown around and played around with for a little bit, but yeah, having those guys win the titles is fine. Who cares? It, 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 yeah, I, I don't think... I, I don't feel that strongly about that. I, I don't think... And, and Naito, I mean... <sighs> the thing is, people have... He he's won like a Shibata or whatever, where people just have this idea that there's sort of a, a, a level that they can't. I don't know if Naito's at that level yet, quite yet. Like you know, we had talked about this before with, with, with Kodobushi, where I thought the never title was kind of beneath him in, in that sense, and I think he was better for that. Or you know, he's I, I think he's capable of doing bigger and better things. But if you have no plans for Naito in the in the near future, you have nothing to do with him. You know, that's fine. I don't think Naito's that like untouchable of a star at this point right now that you can't just have him do this little run for a little bit. It's not like this precludes him from later in the year, you know, winning. the 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 G1 are going for the title. I mean, it's fucking February. It's whatever.
2: (laughs) You know, it would do a lot for the other two guys. And Naito could just behave as if he doesn't give a shit about the belt anyway. It would be his character. And, um, you know, I, I I'm sorry. I must have missed where Naito was. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know. i, I yeah. I must he's have kind that. of just... I mean, obviously they have designs on him being a star, and I think he will become a star this year, a bigger star than he ever has been before. But um, I don't I don't think. And look, winning those those uh, if if they were to win those open weight six man titles, I don't think that would preclude them from pushing him as a single star. He could, he could hold that belt and then he'll move on to. It. Singles thing while he holds that stupid belt. I don't know. I just, I just think people get a little too crazy sometimes with titles being beneath people. But anyway. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. And speaking of those never open weight six man titles, we have Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, and Torriano the champions defending against Bad Luck Folly, Tamatonga, and Ujiro. What do you think of this match? I
1: just like that these things are getting defended all the time. This, this mm-hmm. is exactly how we suggested that they use these titles. Just defend them all the fucking time. You know, give these cards a little juice and throw a title match on there. So.
0: What's interesting is they they're, Sunday morning. they're also the same match is happening, but it doesn't say it's for the title. So I don't know what that. Means. I know, very bizarre. So I don't know if they're just waiting. They don't want to say who's gonna win, but you could. I, I it, there's something weird there about that. There is something I don't know. weird
1: about that. Now, would it bother you if Bullet Club won the first match and no. won the titles, and then? You Know there's like a title challenge for three nights later, and then the Briscoe team wins them right back. That wouldn't bother uh, me at all.
0: I, thi- I don't care. I said, for the guys, I said, me, I said during the last segment, uh, you know, we were talking about the last match. If that thing bounces around every day, I don't care. Like, that, that just, just have fun with that title. Yep. Have, random, have random collections of guys go, Hey, you know, you want to team with me? Yeah, let's do it. Like, have Jushin Thunder Liger and Nakanishi and Tiger Mask win it or whatever. You know, I, who cares? Right? Absolutely. Yeah, have fun with it. No, don't, don't worry about being ironclad to certain rematches and certain stuff. Just just go
1: do whatever. And setting up the title matches long term like they do with all the other yeah. titles. Ah,
0: fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, go nuts.
1: I thought it was yes. great that New Year Dash, they just randomly had a title match. Like yeah. the next night after they won the titles in Tokyo. You know what I mean? Was that a title match at New Year Dash? I think it was.
0: Um, the New Year they, Dash. Yeah, they it, ended the
1: show. it was for the titles.
0: Was it for the titles? I don't remember yeah. for what. I know those guys were there, but yeah, I don't recall. It was the it was
1: main the event. Time. It was for the titles. So, you know, I think it was the same match we're getting here or a similar match.
0: No, that was Young Bucks. That was Young oh, Bucks. Oh, Young
1: Bucks, so, yeah. Young Bucks yeah, and Foley, yeah, right. Uh, right. And Fale. right. So, um, so, yeah, so I don't care. De- defend them every show. I think it, it, it's, it's a lot. It's exactly how we said Rich, we were the yeah. only ones who were in favor of this, so we can <laughs> pat ourselves on the back.
0: Uh, Never Openweight Championship, Shibata defending his title against Ishii. Uh, There's not much preview you really need here. It's just going to be hate-filled and and grunts and slaps and chops and and headbutts and hits and all that stuff. Uh, It's going to be a great match. Right, she'll be awesome. Uh, Bullet Club, Doc Gals, Carl Anderson and Kenny Omega versus Tanahashi, Makabe and Hanma. Of course, this is basically just a preview of Sunday's show. Uh, Gals and Anderson of course will be facing Great Bash Shield for the tag titles and Omega will be facing Tanahashi. It's in the semi-main though, so at some point you might get some some decent work out of this. But you also have to look at Tanahashi's not really 100%, so he might kind of just be taking this night off. A lot of it's going to be on, on, on Omega, Anderson, and, and probably Hanma uh, while doing a lot of the work. Uh, a lot of the heavy lifting for this match, but Capable of it for sure. Joe? Nothing to add. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have nothing to add about this. I didn't know if matter. you had moved on. You had absolutely nothing to say. So I. I, I'm just, I, I like, hey, that- if
1: I'm speechless for once, you let it ride, man. You just. You,
0: well, given our recent disconnect issues, as people can probably understand or hear when Joe went through a PVC pipe underwater for about two minutes there. I uh, thought you disconnected, so that's good. So you were speechless for, I think, uh, maybe the fourth or fifth time ever. I have a a log uh, above my Recording studio here, where I just—it's a little whiteboard. Every time you're speechless, I just—I was—I was. Just
1: I was right. Hey, I was waiting for you to do wrestler safety, safety and concussion issues. <laughs> and I was going to be real speechless during that.
0: I mean, I used No, I did. I put it up on Twitter as well. And uh, for people that uh, the KMP show, the sports show that that John and I uh, do on the feed now, I talked a little bit about it there as well. So, kind of relating it to the NFL, the issues going on there uh, with CT. So, I gave my thoughts. We'll see uh, what happens. My thoughts don't really matter until a few years from now, until we can. Really test to really know, so don't worry about I'm it. Falling
1: asleep over here, Rich.
0: All right, all right. IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the main event here. Kazuchika Okada defending his title against Hiroki Goto in what I thought has been just a fantastic build for this match. W- what have you thought about the build? I've I've been loving they've it. They've
1: blown me away with how well they have built this match. I thought it would just be a placeholder title defense uh Rainmaker 123 move on to Naito or whatever the hell you're gonna move on to, but they've really built up Goto as a credible challenger and they've kind of put a seed in my mind that they could maybe possibly maybe change the title. I've I'll go that far with it. I, I'm not hundred I was one hundred percent Okada's winning this match, you know, when it looked like that's the direction they were going. I loved when Goto did the run in at Fantastic Mania. Uh, where he just came in out of nowhere, uh, seemingly out of the crowd, and attacked him, I loved how they responded to him at the last quirkin show where they were booing him out of the building they 're in the Nakamura um, um, farewell match. I love the way they 've built this, and if Goto won i wouldn't even be that upset. I was all in on a really long Okada title run now that he put tanahashi behind him, establish him here as the ace, give him a really long run. Now I don't know. I wouldn't be that annoyed if Goto won. I think Goto, he's – look, I've always been a Goto fan, but I love the way they've built this, and I kind of like this asshole Goto.
0: Yeah, and and that's I mean, and I put in the preview as well is that I, I think I think Okada's going to win, but I said there's going to be points there's going to be two point nines where you're like ah <laughs> it might happen like and that's 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 a testament to the build because I, I you know if people aren't aware of the build I'll kind of recap it here a little bit of course Goto beat Okada at the G1 he never really got his title shot so after Okada beat Tanaha, or Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom Goto goes hey I'd like my title shot now and Okada goes no you're you're <laughs> fuck you 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 never win like you never win the big one you never win title matches I don't need to give you anything or whatever and that's that Goto off. Now Goto's mission over the last month has just been to kick this guy's ass. Whether it's a press conference, whether it's backstage, whether it's running in one of his matches, and 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 the fans are reacting to that. They're annoyed by them. You know, continually. You know, to be fair, Okada was kind of a dickhead to him too. But I, I, that's fun. It's a good little you know here and there. But Goto has not given a shit. He's he's sick of being the nice guy in a lot of ways. Of you know Okada just laughs at him and makes fun of him, and he's sick of that. Isn't it so gr- he's going to prove himself. it great
1: that they've made that part of the story? That, that yeah. this guy has lost like nine title challenges or whatever it is, eight or nine.
0: That's where losses can come in handy and, if you do it well. That's
1: right. And then and then and then let me ask you, do you think there's there's two ways of looking at this? Let, let's say Gotō wins. This is so silly because everyone's gonna know the result when they hear this. But
0: oh if, yeah, if, but that's right.
1: If Gotō if Go, <laughs> if Gotō does, win, it's like a
0: squash. Oh, kind of wins in like a minute. we like,
1: you can look at it from two different ways. Either one, okay, desperate times call for desperate measures. We got to push some people. Fuck it, let's put the rock That's on Goto. <laughs>
2: No, but I
1: mean, you know I don't know it's not like digging super deep. It's not like you're doing it, you know but, but the other perspective to look is, what if this was the plan all along? What if the plan was that's why he traded you know he split all those wins with Nakamura over the course of the fall to kind of establish him as okay, he can go toe to toe with a top guy, right? Because maybe the plan was after Okada wins the title, this is the guy that takes the title from Okada and who Okada spends his time with this year. Um, you know, what do you think of that? Do you think that's plausible or you don't see that?
0: I I really don't see that at all. I'll say I, I think this is more or less I think they had to give Okada a loss. In the G one at some point, they thought this guy was a good good one to do it because he could benefit from this, and we're seeing this. And I think that's that that's the biggest point I'm going to take away from this is that when Goto is done with this match, which I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be just a fantastic match because I I don't see any reason it's not you know really there's really, no really, reason really it be, good. It's, it's like, going to be like it's going to be great. But and so I think that's enough of that. No, he might not win the match. He might not win the title. He might unsuccessfully, but he'll gain some respect in some ways. Or the, the, there's there's two sides of that he might gain respect to the that He took this guy to his absolute limit. He got those two point nines. He was right there, he almost had it, and he just didn't get it, and maybe that could be something he could go with. Or he becomes, you know, he loses and then he gets set off. And then maybe you do, like you had mentioned it a few months ago, that he joins the Ingobernables. He does something else where this sets him off of like, all right, this guy said I can't win the big one. I can't win the big one. I gotta change. I have to be different. I can't just be the same old Godo. Maybe that's what you do. I I see more benefit in that, honestly, of, of sort of splintering him one of those two ways versus him winning the title. I think there's more benefit there of either he becomes, you know, sort of this gutsy baby face that almost got, but he's done that. I don't know if he necessarily needs to do that again, or maybe go the other way and he goes, fuck this, and just becomes a total asshole and destroys, the, you know, does stuff to to fuck the company and, and all that sort of stuff because he's annoyed and he's pissed off that he keeps losing the big one or he needs, he needs help, he needs something more to, to, to get him at that next level. That could be a fun little story too, so I think he benefits more from that versus... I, or not benefits more, but that's at least what I would predict happening versus him winning yeah, the title. Yeah, pro- we're probably I, I,
1: overthinking just, this, but we're probably both overthinking it. But it's, it's clear that this was the match they were going to do after Wrestle Kingdom when you look with hindsight at how the booking went from G1 for moving forward. So uh, it's clear that this was the match they were going to do. The question is, do they press the panic button and do something really wild and crazy and have him win? But that's not the gateways, conservative booker
0: i uh, move on to the Sunday morning show. So, of course, as I mentioned, both of these are on New Japan World, so you can watch them live, and we'll have reviews of both of them. Uh, so the Sunday morning show, uh, this is a uh, new beginning. And is, is it Nagata, or is it like another – because it's not. It's like a copy like, like Nagata, or I don't know how to pronounce it. We missed
1: it. the junior tag title match from the first show.
0: Ah, that's, damn it. I did it in the preview to <laughs> it.
1: That's probably you, you why. You Remember probably that? copy and paste yeah. it off of the sheet. Yeah. But uh, there's I a did. three-way, uh, Bucks, Red Fuck Dragon, guys. Bucks, Red Dragon, and – um, um.
0: Why is Ceydon <laughs> ricochets? yeah and Ricochet? So. <laughs> they're really, they're really blowing the doors off of this. Can you tell how excited we are? We should be. I'm just annoyed
1: match. that they're doing another three-way. Just,
0: that's just, and, that's it's and that's going to be. It's
1: probably going to be a good match. I mean, you know, the, the four-way at the Dome was a really good match. You know, and no yeah. one wanted to see it, but it ended up being a really good match, and this will be too. But you just can't get excited for it before it happens.
0: Uh. It's, it's just and, and I put it in the preview as well It's just it'd be so nice to let these guys just sort of because again we talk about this and they sort of just run together because they switch the title all the time at hot potatoes and there's all these teams and there's always and, and they're really good and all the work's good and I love all the teams but they just nobody seems to have any sort of personality any sort of anything because they're just thrown together There's six guys that in 10 minutes have to all get their shine and do all their stuff and it's just, it just it doesn't work it fundamentally just does not work I would love it so much more if it was just one one team versus one team I think so much more gets accomplished by doing that versus these even if they are good matches,
1: someone had said on our forum that um, there should be a separate booker for the juniors, like the old days, like when Liger used to book the juniors. Or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, and
1: there should be because it's very clear that that um, the juniors just don't get, especially the junior tag teams, get no booking attention. It's just there, there's. We just talked about how it's very clear how GoTo has been booked very deliberately since G1. You never get that kind of attention long-term attention with with the juniors, especially the tag teams. And that's a shame. So maybe it would be better just to hand that off to somebody like Liger or, or anybody. Just let someone else book it. And Gato do not have to worry about it. Um, he doesn't have to think about it. He would have final stamp of approval or whatever if he wants to have... You know, that's fine. But just let someone else do the thinking.
0: I always think that's a good idea. I mean, honestly, if, if you try to... F- f- Figure out what you're great at. You you know what I mean? Like, I think Gato is very good at like heavyweight stuff, and that's what I think he's, but we've seen he's not very good at the sort of secondary stuff, and and particularly the juniors. He just doesn't seem to give a shit. So, well, and, and so if you to be fair, him, he's probably overthinking all these other scenarios. He's probably thinking he, he probably can't, you know, there's enough work to do just doing the heavyweights and all yes. that sort of stuff and thinking out scenarios. And, and we know him. He's planting little seeds here and there of this sort of stuff. I mean, God, the G1 alone probably takes, you know, weeks, uh, uh, months of planning to get ready. To, you know, don't focus on it then. Well, let somebody else do that hard yes. work. Worry about what you do, and, and then <laughs> yeah, just I, have them submit. You
1: know, it's like any other form of management, and then have yeah. them submit it to you once a month. Okay, here's the direction, here's the plan, ABC, and then you go. Okay, I like, this, I like Honestly, this.
0: He gives such little shit about them that I don't think he would care. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. He'd probably
1: yeah. stamp off <laughs> like, on anything, you know. But right. it, 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 but you know, uh, you know, if you really were opposed to something, you just, you know, just you no, know, just ch- you know, maybe make some minor changes. But you know, let somebody else do it then, you know, and just oversee it.
0: All right, to move on to the Sunday morning show, as I mentioned. Uh, opener, again, don't get too excited. It's Cody Hall, The Young Bucks, Captain New Japan, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Tiger Mask. No thoughts. I'll move on. <laughs> Gato and Sakuraba versus Red Dragon. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. A little sleeper there. That's a sleeper of a match.
1: What a weird match, but I bet you it's going to be pretty good.
0: Gato and Kyle O'Reilly. I like that. Will
1: Red Dragon be coming into this as champions? That's interesting. It won't be a title match, obviously. Sakuraba, the, no. the junior.
0: I... But think they will because that thing just hot potatoes like crazy. I kind of think they are going to win it. And back, they but. still
1: haven't lost in a one-on-one scenario. A yeah. two, I'm sorry a two versus two straight tag scenario in New Japan and this is now the third calendar year of this where they just yeah. haven't lost really? so they ain't losing the titles you know so they obviously he's they continue to protect this team
0: uh, Finley Nakanishi Taguchi and Nagata what a what a duo that <laughs> not duo uh, a little quad uh, that the is Tomiko's a- match Yeah, versus Tenzan, Matt Seidel, Ricochet, and Kojima.
1: Okay, so here's the thing. Like, they've got Nakanishi and Nagata against Tenzan and and Kojima again, this time in an Atomicos match. And then you have, this is just a, this just strikes me as here's a bunch of guys. We have no fucking clue what to do with any of them. So let's just shoehorn them all in. We need-
0: <laughs> I like David Finley just like getting in there. Like there's no other young boy on the other team. It's just David Finley. No, there you yeah, go. Just, go just, just, Get just need there.
1: another match <laughs> to fill out this card. So there you go.
0: Ricochet took the flight here. So we might as well use him one more time. And you know that, that's, It's just that's, a matter like of
1: it. who's going to pin Finley and it'll probably be Kojima.
0: Yeah. Uh, Evil and Naito will face Jay White and Michael Elgin. What a, what a duo that is.
1: Again, it could be a fun little match that no one's paying attention to. And then it's one of those matches where no one's paying attention to it. The card is just fucking dry to this point because you have three matches that mean nothing. And then this is one of those matches that surprises you. And they go out there and they have a nice little uh, three and a quarter star match.
0: Uh, And this is the unannounced, which could preclude or or at least sort of. Predict something going on is that the uh, bad luck Folly, Tom and Yujiro, versus Jay Briscoe Mark Briscoe and Toroyano again. It's a non-title match at this point. I believe that Bullet Club wins the titles the, uh, on you know Thursday night or, or Thursday morning rather, and then defends them again. Here is what I would assume it, is why why it's not announced as being a title because they don't want to say hey, two straight title matches. But yeah, it, that that's my thought. It's
1: kind of hard to figure that the same team will win both matches, right? So either be, they'll yeah. do what you just said. They'll do what you just said, or the Briscoe-Yano team will win the first match. Bullet Club will say, you know, uh, maybe under nefarious Yano means or something, Bullet Club demands another title shot they give it to them and then bullet club wins that either way i don't think the same team is going to win both matches so we'll see but there's a little bit of intrigue here and again this is what these stupid little titles have created would you have given a shit about either one of these matches without no. these titles no. now you're now we're sitting here talking about booking scenarios and we're interested <laughs> you know what i mean so how can you argue against this
0: Booking scenarios for Yujiro and Toroyano and the Briscoes. Yeah. That's, so
1: I mean, what a world! What a world! And we're going to keep rubbing it in that we were right. I mean, you yeah.
0: know. Oh, of course. That's that's the way. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do. Okada, Ishi, Yoshihashi versus Hiroki Goto, Juice Robinson, and Shibata. What a! I like that little <laughs> triad. The Goto, you... Shibata, and Juice Robinson. Did you skip
1: so? a match? I don't see that. No. Oh. I don't know what's going on, but anyway.
0: I did a bad copy job, I think. I think you did. So. <laughs> I'm
1: not looking at that, but that match is nothing.
0: Oh, it's not showing up on the, the one list. I'm looking at a different list here. So
1: That's before the junior title match, that nothing match you just talked Yep. Okay. Yep, I promise. Oh, well, it's got Okada, so it makes sense. I'm so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't see who's in it, so I don't know what's going on here. But.
0: Yep, Okada, Ishi, Yoshihashi, Goto, Juice Robinson, and Shibata. Oh,
1: okay, so. so Juice Robinson's the only geek.
0: Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. The rest of it's business, but yeah.
1: Because they're not going to put.
0: Ah, Yoshihashi's a geek. Don't let they're it They're
1: not going to put Okada any further than fourth from the top. I mean, you're like, no. it's crazy he's that far. Is Goto in that match?
0: Godo is in that match, yes. Right,
1: a little slower. What's the match again?
0: Okay. Okada? Yeah. Homahiro Ishii and Yoshihashi. Okay. Chaos. Chaos, all right. Versus Hiroki Goto and Ketsu Shibata, their childhood friends. Yes. Yes, they know. are. Uh, then Juice Robinson, the former I- I'm player. sure they're
1: thrilled about teaming with Juice Robinson.
0: <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. What a what a great little try. Is there it any
1: is. chance Yoshihashi loses and not Juice Robinson?
0: Mm, no, right? no chance. No, no. Okay, Okada's probably pinned at Juice Robinson, huh?
1: You know, the slotting in some of these pro promotions is annoying, but at the end, sometimes it's annoying. But at the end of the day, it's good too. You know, it, it's you get it, it. There's there's two sides to that. You know, it makes a lot of these matches predictable. But at the same time, it's, it's very clear to see when guys move up. And it, it, there's, there's always a yin and a yang to that, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move on now to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. I'm really, really looking forward to Kushida, the champion, defending against Bushi. And Bushi's been fucking awesome. So this, I, th- this is going to be great. See,
1: I think the, the Osaka show is going to be the better show. But I think this show's more intriguing in a lot of ways. This match being one of the reasons, and I I do think this is a match I think everybody has circled. I think this can really be a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I talked about it on one of the solo shows, but it's like I feel bad for Kushida because – um, new Japan has all these shiny new junior toys to play with. You have this rejuvenated Bushi who's just taken everybody by storm and has embraced the role and is doing such a good job. you know. And then you have Ricochet um, you know, who's going to be working tours in between Lucha Underground tapings. And then you have Will Ospreay coming in and it's like poor Kushida. They finally put this guy into the position that people have wanted. And it's going to be very. Te- How can you have this, you know, Bushi, Ricochet, and Will Spray at your disposal and not be tempted to push them? You know, it, it's 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 got to be hard. So you have these shiny new toys, and and poor old Kushida who waited so long, and he's no, you know, he's like 33 years old now. It's going to be very tempting for New Japan to push uh, these new guys. Uh, who have who who are, who are coming into the junior fray here, and 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 Kushida may end up falling by the wayside. He may not have that long run that people think he's gonna have, that that you know people want him to have.
0: Uh, we'll move on to the uh, IWGP Tag Team Championship. The semi-main event, Great Bass Shield, Togi Makabe, and Tomiyaki Hanma defending their titles against Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Uh, mortal to lock that, that Great Bass Shield wins this. It
1: would have to, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to switch the titles back on the ROH shows that Bullet Club will be working. That's mm-hmm. kind of a curveball. We didn't really know.
0: That's the only curveball, yeah. That, that's, that could be the one, but I, 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 I see Great Bass Shield win.
1: Oh, it. so do I. I. We didn't know yeah. that... that um, that Bullet Club would be working those Ring of Honor shows. What it does throw into doubt is whether, you know, they will be the, the Bullet, the rest of the Bullet Club will turn on them here or not. And maybe you have Carl Anderson work those final Cork and Hall Ring of Honor shows as a face and let him go out as a baby face the way they did, you know, how they turned Devitt on his last night. You know what I mean? Just so the fans could say goodbye because he has been there for a long time. So that's kind of where you have to wonder when do they, do they, does the Bullet Club turn Anderson you know, no one cares about Gallows, but do they turn Anderson face at some point on these last three shows or not? So uh, I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. It'd be interesting to see, but yeah, maybe that's, Gallows that's, like, like,
1: turns on Anderson.
0: Yeah, that could be a thing where you know they don't win and he goes, yeah, you know, come on, man, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's absolutely, yeah, that's been sort of the bull club way to sort of uh, uh, turn on them. So yeah, I could see that happen for sure. Wouldn't you like to I see think,
1: Anderson go out as a face?
0: Oh, absolutely. I'd like to have. we we'll just have one singles match left too. I, I know it's probably not. Nah, it's not going to happen, but that's all right because I love him as a singles man. Carl Anderson is so good in those G1s, like uh, you know, a few years ago, man, just blowing the doors, just so so good. It just sucks that the last two years have just been wasted with this terrible team with him and Doc Gallus. Just ah, hate it. You know what? so good. You know what's
1: weird if they if they do that tag team in NXT, I think I'll like them better there.
0: Uh, they fit more with that narrative, yeah, absolutely.
1: It's just they annoy me on niche shows, it's not what I want to see on a New Japan show.
0: I think the biggest thing for me is I just know Anderson is so much capable of so much more, and it's just...
1: And to be fair, so is Gallows.
0: Yeah. Eh, Not maybe. so well...
1: Okay, Gallows is capable
0: of, of a little bit
1: more. <laughs> Not okay, so much. all right,
0: all right, But all right. I
1: mean, Gallows... I'll buy into that. Listen, this has really been the worst run of his career other than when he was Festus. I mean...
0: Right. <laughs> if... if <laughs> That's shallow phrase. Other than when he played a brain dead idiot, yeah, exactly right. Otherwise, he didn't move. He was. <laughs> this is his worst. Not exactly. Other than the time when it, him, it took him. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody had to slap him to get him to move. Other than that, this has been that his was worst. Was the run. ring
1: bell, Rich?
0: Oh, the, ring the bell, bell would
1: ring and he would stop drooling, and then he. Would
0: <laughs> I forgot about would the bell. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but even that was pretty extra. When I think about that, what's the bell rang, It was pretty solid. That's
1: like, what I mean. He was always a pretty decent worker and he yeah, was good. He right. was, he was actually pretty good. Remember the <laughs> aces and eights thing. You're laughing, but they were building a match between him and bully Ray and it never happens.
0: Yeah. Right. Because right. They right.
1: fucked up and they didn't read, you know, TNA pulled it.
0: Back. No, T- no, TNA.
1: But he, had done, he was actually one of the only interesting things about Aces and Eights because they had that underlying tension between him and Bull
0: Oh, Wes Briscoe, come on. And, then, and they were going to have that, Come on.
1: They were built into that singles match, and it never fucking happened. And it
0: probably, D'Lo Brown, what are you talking it, about? D'Lo Brown. It probably
1: would have been a nice little match. So he's had better runs than this, yeah. you know, and, and he had a nice little indie run in between. This has been shit. He's capable of, I won't say a lot more, a little bit, but you're right. Carl Anderson's capable of a lot more. You're absolutely right. <laughs>
0: Uh, then we'll go to the main event here for the vacant IWGP Intercontinental Championship: Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenny Omega. Now I know there's been a lot of discussion of, you know, now that we know that Hiroshi Tanahashi was X, we found that out about a week or so ago or two weeks ago. Now at this point, um, what I, you know, I thought it was a moral lock that Kenny Omega won this. What are you at now? Do you think Tanahashi comes away with the title, or do you think Omega starts his run?
1: I feel like I've previewed these shows about 19 fucking times already, whether it's been you know solo shows or whatever, and then and then. Voices Wrestling Live a couple weeks ago. Rob asked me about this. If, if Tanahashi wins this match, this is the worst booking decision that this company will have made since the quote-unquote whatever you want to call it, the Okada era, the fucking New Japan World era, 2012 to now. Okay, This will have been the worst booking decision that modern New Japan has made if, if Tanahashi wins this match. There is no reason for Tanahashi to win this. There really isn't. Omega has to win this match. They have to elevate people. A loss does not hurt Tanahashi one iota. Tanahashi, I hear people saying, oh, he can't lose two matches in a row. Bullshit. He's 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 Hiroshi Tanahashi. He can lose this match, and then he can lose whatever fucking hokey show is next month. I don't remember what day. What's next? New Japan Cup? I don't even know. He could lose this match, he can lose first round of New Japan Cup, and it still wouldn't hurt him. He's Hiroshi fucking Tanahashi, are you kidding me? He's the perfect guy to elevate people, because you can't hurt him, and beating him means something. This is, this is the perfect scenario to push Kenny Omega. Okay? He, he beats Nakamura in the tag, he kills AJ Styles and kicks him out of the fucking company, and then he pins Tanahashi to win the, the 1B belt. And he's made. Is, they've got it. They've got made it set up man. perfectly. Yeah. If he doesn't get yeah. over then, maybe he never will. But this is you gotta try it. You can't fuck around and do do like have him lose and then win beat him in New Japan New Japan Cup and then and then win the title. No, you can't fuck around. He's gotta win this match, this one. This is the match he needs to win.
0: You said it all. yeah. I'm right with you. It'd be just a monumentally bad decision to have Tanahashi win this. And even if it's and, – and, and people have said, and, and you know, we've always taken the stance as well, that a lot of stuff, you know when you look at the IC title, you look at, you know, hey, there's some business aspects of that too. This guy's got to main event some shows and do all that sort of stuff. They're, they're in a position, though, where they and, – and they really – they have everything ready. To make Kenny Omega, and like you said, if 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 it turns out that you run a show, and, and like I said, it's not my money, so I, I you know it's easier said than done. But if you run a show with Kenny Omega as the IC title, and maybe he main event against someone, and, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you can main event him against someone else that's big. It can be a rematch with Tanahashi. It can be something, else, whatever. But. If it fails miserably or or, or you know is, is, is a terrible misjudgment and oh my god nobody cares about Kenny Omega or whatever then okay then you can do it but you gotta try it like you can't just say right now and I think this is different than the Goto situation because there there, there is evidence that Omega is a draw in Japan there's evidence that's there and we're talking about a whole different New Japan now without Styles without that sort of security blanket of Shinsuke Nakamura always waiting for you it, it, it's time and you got this guy already he's set up he's ready to go. Give it a try. See what happens. Like I that I, I'm a little worried though. I don't know. I I'm a little, part of I, me listen, is I'm worried too. I, I'm not convinced I, they're going to do it either. And it's it, I kind of think it's going to be Tanahashi. It's going to be a huge, I, yeah. a huge mistake. Yeah, huge mistake. And Omega, as you said, I, I think Omega in the end will win it. But I feel like it's going to be. Let's wait another. Let's have Omega try it again. And it's like that's no, what I mean. Now I think <laughs> do it now. I think like,
1: what they'll what they think that they can get away with is having Omega beat Tanahashi at New Japan Cup. To set up a rematch for the title and then have Omega win it at Invasion Attack or whatever. To me, that's a mistake. You need to do it now. You can't fuck around with this, not under the circumstances they're in. Look, in another world where none of these guys left the company, maybe you can fuck around a little bit and do a slow build for this. I don't think you could do that now. I think it has to be full steam ahead with Omega. Now is the time because right now it's the old, it's striking when the iron's hot. He's yeah. got the two big scalps already. You give them the third scalp right here. I, that, 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 that's what I believe you do. Um, I will bury this company six feet under if, if, if Tanahashi wins that match on next week's show. It will be inexcusable. It will be inexcusable. I don't give a shit if they go out there and have a five-star match. That's all well and good. Omega has to win the match, or it's a mm. terrible business decision, a terrible decision.
0: Right. like uh, We're talking about like a, where a guy is like Godot in, in the other one. I said he can maybe in some ways find ways to benefit from a loss or whatever. Omega cannot. I mean, the way he's sort of acted, the way he's conducted himself, and that's a big difference. That's kind of the nuance of wrestling or whatever, is the fact that the way he has sort of approached this and what he said and what he's done, that if he doesn't win, he's just a loser and he's annoying and he, just, he, he can't back up what he talks about. And that's you're done. Then you're dead to rights. So nobody will care. You, you know, nobody's going to care anymore. Beat. Especially being this bullet club leader and all that sort. of – I mean, he just cannot go here and then fail in this big spot. And then it's like, all right, well, <laughs> that's that. Especially
1: like. since the Nakamura win was a tag match, and the AJ thing wasn't a match. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 he loses to Tanahashi, well, then he wouldn't have really beaten anybody. But if he beats Tanahashi, you could say, well, you know, the, the, the beating Nakamura in the tag and killing AJ Styles mean more if he beats Tanahashi. It takes away all the impact of those, two for, of those first two moves if he loses to Tanahashi. So I, it, it just – I cannot make an argument for Tanahashi winning the match. That's how strongly I feel about it. <laughs> I cannot make – like, OK, we're, we were fucking around with Okada and Goto, coming up with silly scenarios. I can't even come up with a goofy scenario that makes sense for Tanahashi to win the match. I just – I can't come up with one.
0: All right. That's, that's New Japan. As mentioned, we will have uh, reviews and previews up. There's a previews up on the website right now, and then we'll have reviews uh, right after the shows for both of those. So make sure you're following along. Also go to our forums, voicewrestling.com slash forums, where I'm sure there'll be much discussion about them. And also follow us on Twitter at Voices Wrestling, where we'll be talking about the shows, reacting to them, and, and getting very, very mad when Tanahashi wins, which he might do. So uh, we'll close out the show here. We want to talk a little bit about Noah, though. You had talked about on your solo show a little bit of sort of the reaction to the results of this NO show. It was the, uh, the Great Voyage in Yokohama uh, show that happened uh, earlier this month. But now we have a chance to actually, we saw the show. So now we can react to it in the way that we saw it. And um, it was an interesting show from a lot of aspects. Uh, we were very wrong <laughs> in the way we previewed it. Um, we thought this would be kind of be the end of Suzuki Gun. And it looks like they're, they're only stronger after this, this event.
1: It was a heel show. The heels regained control of a lot of things. I think the big theme – and I've only seen the top five matches. I didn't watch – I'm
0: staying with you as well. Yeah, I've only seen those as well.
1: The, the, the opening three prelims or whatever, and I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and watch them because um, I'm so far behind. But I saw all the important stuff and I saw all the angles. Um, here's the thing. It's starting to get tiresome. It's starting to get tiresome. I didn't watch this show and immediately roll my eyes and throw my hands. But I feel like if the next big couple of big shows are the same way, I might roll my eyes and throw my hands. Um, The matches themselves were fine. This wasn't as good as the December show, and this wasn't even close to as good as the September show. I mean, not even close. The September show was a show of the year contender. The December show was a very good show. This was a match with a lot of three, three and a quarter star matches, in my opinion. Um, I mean, your take on any of them. Um, where do you stand on as far as the match quality?
0: Uh, the match quality I thought was was, was okay. Uh, Shiozaki and Suzuki I really enjoyed. Uh, I know some people. I've seen a lot of different uh, sort of ratings for that. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it had a nice... Uh, I, I like Shiozaki's approach to the entire match, where he was just a man who was out there to prove himself, and there was a lot of hatred in that match, you know what I mean, like the chops, everything that they did had sort of purpose of, uh, it really told the story, I thought, a little bit better, uh, so that one I really enjoyed, I gave that about, I think the I,
1: Suzuki arm work was,
0: yeah, it was so good, yeah, there was, Suzuki at, at every step was trying to sort of calm him down, or sort of get him to work sort of his style, and Shiozaki just was, was not, going to do it. He was just going to work his ass off, work his ass off, work his ass off. Of course, the finish sort of ruined it a little bit where, you know, Kanemura comes out and he turns on, on, on Gochi Ozaki. So that kind of sucked a to, little bit of the air out of no it. but no reaction, by the So literally zero reaction when we say that. And nobody
1: cared. And I think, it's, and that's, it's,
0: that's a big point that we're going to have to bring up yeah. here in a, in a little bit. But no, as, as far as the match, I gave it four stars. I really enjoyed it. I thought there was just a uh, – Shiozaki, I loved his approach to this match. I just thought he was – there was just so much hate and there was so much sort of I need to prove myself in this match. And I thought that was good. That's what I've always wanted against these Suzuki Gun matches is prove that you hate these guys. Prove that these guys are invading and you want to get them out of here. I thought Shiozaki did that from the beginning in this match, and it was very much not worked like uh, we're having a wrestling match. It was a fight, and I love that aspect of it. I really enjoyed that. The main event, not so much. The main event was pretty much the antithesis of that. I mean, you had... Marifuji, who was throwing those chops, and the chops were just sickening, and, and you know chest was, was exposed and bleeding and all that sort of stuff. But what's, what's been my criticism pretty much this entire time uh, of the Suzuki gun angle with Marifuji is Marifuji kind of goes in there, and I know that he's got to have this like 30 minute match or whatever, but he goes in and does a test of strength to start off the match. And I'm like, no, like this guy just turned on your company and won your t- or is you know, going for your title, and it's just like, Ugh, like and he's just doing like grappling and that sort of stuff. I'm like, no, like you're doing the chops and that's cool, but it's like th- there's got to be a fight aspect to this. These guys are invading your company. They're taking over. They're th- this guy was with you and then he turned on you guys. He turned on you specifically. Like all your friends are leaving. Like. And then you grapple with them, and it's like, nah, come on. I just can't that, – that just sucks everything out of me. And I, I I didn't think this match was very good at all. I, I really disliked this one. I think I gave it two stars. Uh, it did absolutely nothing for me. So I, I hated the main event, did not really like it. I love the Shiozaki and Suzuki, though.
1: Yeah, I like the main event more than you, and I I liked the Shio- – I think I gave Shiozaki Suzuki like three and a half or something like that. So we're in the same ballpark with that one. Um, the, the finishes, of course, uh, both bullshit finishes – I thought um the 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 main event was way too long. They could have shaved five to ten minutes off of the main event easily with you know with a lot of things you talked about you know um he came out strong and chopped open his chest, which was great. Those scabs just busted open immediately and he was bleeding all over the place. but then like you said, there was no intensity after that, and the match was really dry for about five to ten minutes before they picked it up. The closing stretch I thought was really good um the 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 uh Uh, Lance Archer coming in late to break up the pinfall wasn't nearly as egregious as it was described in The Observer. I was expecting a very, very cringy moment there. He was late, no question about it. And it did not look good, but The Observer described it as comically late, fans laughed. Yeah, I
0: thought we were getting a Papa Shango thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as it was described. I mean, he definitely was late, though, and it didn't help. Um, But they took a lot of crazy bumps down the stretch. But I think the main thing for me is we're going to need – some clean title matches over the next couple of months because it's it's starting to get to the point where look we've already established that Suzuki Gun will do whatever it takes. You know I'm tired of Tawei and Kobashi just making annoyed faces and being sick of it all. Do something where these guys ban the rest of Suzuki Gun from ringside right. and and just give us some clean matches for a couple months here. I mean...
0: That's that's really, yeah, that's starting to get on my nerves a, as well because we talked about this, what, God, seven, six months ago of, of Kobashi. There was, I forgot what match it was exactly where, where Suzuki did something to him and, and Kobashi was just like fucking lit. Like he was, uh, looked like he was going to rip his head off and we're saying, oh my God, there we go. There's some little... and. and nothing since then it's how he walks in he tosses him the you know he gives him this the the, the trophy and then they knock over the trophy and he goes Arr! and then he just walks away and it's like well do something like you're the damn president of the company like you could do something yeah it's just and, and i think the bigger point and we mentioned again that these guys are turning and 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 this show w- was sort of famous in, in some ways or infamous uh for its dead crowd and i think that's it, it was a bad crowd don't 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 I'm, I'm not making excuses for that at all, but it's it's very telling at this point that we're still getting these crowd you know there's so many factors coming in here that you know you have dead crowds, you have turns that don't really nobody really cares all that much. you have matches and title wins that nobody really cares all that much. you, you know you're not getting a ton of people going to shows it's starting to get uh, what Wait. I'm saying though is at some point, when do you read those tea leaves and go, okay. We got to change something here. We got to do something because it's like now we've just set up for months and months more of this. And it's, it's not do, it's not hitting. It's not. No one's cared. Nobody cares. Well, here's
1: the thing. Was the crowd dead in September? No. Was the crowd dead in December for the big show?
0: Mm, no. A good crowd, at some no, points. No, but yeah, that was
1: a good. That was a good crowd. In that show. I think I would like to see a trend.
0: Before, look, sometimes you just have a bad well, crowd. Well, how about the fucking people not buying tickets to go see your shows? How about that? This trend? show
1: did all right. It did 2,600 fans. Okay. And it was, uh, right. it was seen as you know, a decent attendance. But the thing is, the crowd... They followed
0: up with like, like 100 people in another the
1: show? The house shows don't do shit.
0: The house shows do The house horrible. shows
1: do horrendous. The house shows do no business. That's, that's not good. No, it's not good. It's terrible. We talk about it every week. But the thing is, with the bad crowd... Look, there's no question this show had a terrible crowd. Why did it have a bad crowd? It was either because the stories didn't connect with this particular crowd. They didn't like, mm. I don't think it was the match quality because the matches
0: were pretty good. No, the matches were fine, no. So, In a vacuum, you turn the mute on and you would have been fine yeah, if you didn't that's the thing. have the noise. And line. this
1: was one of those shows where the dead crowd dragged the matches down because the match quality was okay. So this crowd, and it was very clear that the, the stories that this company was telling was not connecting with this crowd because the Kanemura turn got nothing. It got fucking crickets. This crowd did not want to see him turn to the, to the point where they didn't even groan. They didn't react at all. The only thing this crowd reacted to – now, I'll tell you what they did react to. They reacted to Taniguchi taking off the mask.
0: So that, yeah, that got a big pop.
1: That got that, – well, the biggest pop, relatively speaking. Well, yeah, relative. <laughs> relative to everything Indian. else in the show, they, they liked that. So there could be a little juice there because if you've had your deadest crowd in months reacting to Taniguchi taking off the mask – Maybe they got a little something going there, and he's going to team with Shiozaki, and um, we'll see what direction they go with that. But they're- did,
0: you, uh, did you see any of those? Uh, Morton, he, we mentioned him a little bit earlier. He's been uploading those kind of news briefs that Japan has. I think Battlemen or whatever, yes. uh, and they showed highlights. Did you have you watched this week's one?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Well, they showed highlights of Taniguchi. Like I, did, I forgot that that was him. Like I, I was, I sort of, I was doing something else, and it was on another screen. And I went back and I looked, and all of a sudden I see this guy like a bat out of hell, and he's the crowd's going nuts, and he's doing a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, who the hell's that guy or whatever? And I look up, and I went, oh my god, it's Taniguchi. Like he had a bunch of fire, and he looked like it, I was like, oh okay, like
1: Rich. He was a. Le-
0: this is what this guy needed. Like- he
1: was a legitimate heavyweight prospect at one time. Yeah. And you know the Maybach gimmick is just awful. And you know he gained a lot of weight probably to fit into the gimmick. I don't know how he's going to do without the mask. I would presume, um, you know, he'll do better than he than he did under the Maybach gimmick. But this shows you, and plus, now they're going to give Nakajima a big push. He did not take the fall in the tag title match. Yone took the fall, um, so they're very thin on the babyface side. So, you know, it's worth a shot to unmask this guy and see if he can catch on. Plus, he's yeah, him and Go were a tag team back in the day, back when they were both young guys coming up. So they're reforming that. But the fans did react to that. But that's basically the only thing they reacted to. Nothing else really got much of a reaction. The show got good reactions. The December show got good reactions. This one didn't. If they go out there and have another big show and it's a dead crowd again, you know, okay. we'll see. I would like to see a I'm trend. Willing to,
0: I'm going to give them that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give them I, that. I
1: can't you know, jump on one crowd. Look, every every now and then you're going to have a bad wrestling crowd. You know what I mean? But And the house shows have been fucking – those have been funerals for years these Noah House shows. For years, they've been fun- – we've been joking about that forever. I mean for whatever reason, these Noah House shows, people can blame the Suzuki gun angle now if they want. That's fine. You go back before 2015, these Noah House shows have oh, have been funerals for years. I mean they, for whatever – and they don't draw fans. And it's it, – you want to get depressed a Noah House show. Watch the show that's tonight after we – this Corican show that's, that's uh, being streamed live. I'm sure that's going to be a funeral too. I mean, it's just the way it is. These no ow shows, but uh, yeah, the crowd t- did take these matches down a notch for sure um, because the work was good. You know, a lot of times the wrestlers react to the bad crowds. If you remember during Global League, we actually had someone who was on the fucking shows tell us directly, Rich, the crowds were, were the, the the wrestlers were annoyed that these crowds suck so badly and and it was affecting their effort. These are human beings. You know what I mean? It's like you know you see the, the guys go out there for the first three or four matches, and they're not getting anything. If you're coming out for the fifth match, are you going to go out there and bump all over the place?
2: Oh,
0: hell no. Of course
1: yeah. not. So sometimes it's the crowd. Sometimes it's the, 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 the story. Sometimes it's the work. In this case, I know it wasn't the work. These guys went out there, and they all worked hard. Everybody on this show worked hard. I have no problem with the effort. So it's either the story or it was, or it was this crowd. Now, they, they, they drew a decent crowd. People wanted to pay to come see the show, so maybe they just didn't like the fucking bullshit that they were seeing in every match. Mm-hmm. So that's very much possible, um, you know. So because you know they all bought tickets, they just sat on their hands. And the Kanemura thing really is the big indicator because that got nothing. Got
0: Nobody nothing. cared. Yeah, that that was bad.
1: <laughs> I don't even think it's that they didn't care. I just think it's they were like, oh, what the fuck, really?
0: Yeah, it was. It was more of the the apathy. Uh, maybe not apathy, but. Yeah, I guess sort of the uh, apathy might not be the, the exact word I'm looking for, but just more that they it's just sort of like, a, OK, again, like, here we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever. All right. Like, yeah, he turned to. OK,
1: they, <laughs> like, they are right at the precipice. They're right at the brink of doing one too many of these turns.
0: Mm-hmm. And one, it's got this like NWO in 1999 thing where it's, or, or 1998 where it's like, all right, the giant. OK, the giant turned. All right. <laughs> like, and, who cares, One, whatever. one like, too
1: many title matches with, with the Bulls. They're right at the fucking precipice. Mm-hmm. Of being at the edge. And, and if, they, if they continue to do it, it's going to get real annoying and it's going to – and unfortunately, it's going to take down the fact that these shows have all been pretty good. Of the last three big shows, this was the worst one and this was an entirely watchable show. There was nothing wrong with the five matches that I saw.
0: Oh, yeah. The roster is as good as it's been in, in, in quite a while with, of course, Shiozaki coming back and, and Kanemura and some other guys. So, it's there and then, you know, the the, the emergence of, of some of the juniors as well. Um, it, it's there roster-wise, but yeah, it's going to take a little... It, it, it's going to take really reducing the the amount of kind of run-ins and all that sort of stuff. We're at that point, like, and you and I, we did this at the time as well, you know, the Prince Devitt days of the Bullet Club yes. where just every match was just like, ugh, okay, uh-huh. there we go. They interfered. And it's like at a point, you just gotta, you gotta halt that. You gotta stop it. You gotta change it or whatever. And in a of course, Styles was able to do that and have some fantastic runs, you know, as, as a Bullet Club champion. And that's what it's going to take here. At Noah. it's going to take either Tawee or Kobashi or something get, get, going out there. Maybe it's the other Noah roster that has to surround the ring at some point just to make sure. Like, you could still have some of the Noah guys maybe lose here and there, but the, just the amount of just run-ins by the same five guys is just you, you can't do it anymore. No, it's they, just, they gotta, it's got especially the show is like oh, okay, Ta- Taichi's out again. All right, cool. Like,
1: it's got to stop. It's it's got to right. stop in the title matches, otherwise, I'm going to stop giving a shit about. This title matches i mean i can't yeah. i can't take it anymore the junior tag title match was good again it wasn't as good as some of the ones on the previous big shows It was a nice little three and a quarter star match i'm glad that uh harada and katoge retained so there was that
0: that was a really good match that was awesome
1: yeah right, so you liked it a little more than i did yeah so yeah yeah i didn't have a problem with it yeah but it was a nice little match and then they kind of did an angle afterwards where taichi tried to have the handshake with katoge and then katoge <laughs> just <laughs> fucking tossed him out of the ring or whatever yeah. so um Kaiji Ishimori, and Kano, I had really high hopes for this. It was good.
0: Yeah, it was just kind didn't of It didn't
1: quite meet my expectations. Yeah. I liked it, but it didn't quite meet my expectations. Um, that, it could have been a victim of expectations because Kano and O'Hara was so fucking good in December. Um, this one, and Ishimori has been so great lately. It didn't meet my expectations. But again, three and a quarter, three and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, held my attention. Sounds like you were on the same page with that one. And,
0: about there, yeah. And then, probably about three is probably where I'd go with it. Yeah,
1: and then for me, the tag title match, it sounds like you were uh, down on the main event the most. Of the, of the big five matches, this was the match I liked the least. I think I gave it three even because it really it was just a dominant effort. By Archer and Davey Boy Smith mm-hmm. Jr., and I think that was by design. I think the idea was they were just dominant in this match, and um,
0: particularly against Yone as well. Yeah, that, and, and that he just was the the definite uh, the, the definite of uh, of the two between Yone and Nakajima. He was definitely the the the, the weaker. Partner. And that, that was the, that, I think that was what the goal was to be is like, Hey, look, Yone, uh, he's, he's not there, which, which in some ways sort of helped Nakajima in some way. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it sort of proved to me at least that they, they think that Nakajima is something because he was super protected throughout this. Yone took all the punishment, took
1: all the punishment and they kicked out of his muscle buster. Right. Or they broke up the pin, whatever it was. But he gave the muscle buster and he gave that fist pump. And I got excited for him because I like – <laughs> he hit the muscle buster. He's like, yeah, or the kanuku buster, whatever he calls it. And then uh, you know he went for the pin and then I think they just straight kicked out of it if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, yeah, they hit the killer bomb on him and they beat these guys clean as a sheet. Nice, clean, dominant effort. And um, we'll see what happens with TMDK, but, um, you know, whoever beats these guys because they've been so dominant as champions, it's ultimately – it's going to probably mean something. You know, this is what? Their sixth or seventh defense?
0: Sixth, yeah.
1: You know, and and Nakajima they protected because it looks like he will be a title challenger at some point. So a good show, bad crowd. We'll keep an eye on the crowds moving forward. Um, The crowd definitely took the show down a bit. But um, looking through our thread on the forums, it seems like everyone was in the same sort of mindset as us. Good, but not great show. It's pretty mm-hmm. much the uh, general idea there, at least according to the people that were uh, uh, reviewing the show on, uh, on our forums. So moving forward quickly, they got two shows coming up of consequence. Again, the Cork and Hall show tonight's a nothing show. On the 19th, they've got a show with Rich, Container Excitement. There's an elimination match on that show. I know you love Uh the elimination match, okay? (laughs) Uh So you got the Suzuki gun. It's a five versus five. I love these elimination matches. You know I love the elimination matches. So it's uh, Segura, Suzuki, uh, Killer Elite Squad, Shelton Benjamin. There's Marafuji, Nakajima, Shiozaki, Tanaguchi, and Kitamiya in an elimination match. That's the semi-main event. The main event on the 19th is – this is interesting. Kanemaru is getting two title shots. He's challenging for the tag team titles on this show, teaming with Taiichi. Okay, and then that's the main event. And then in Cork and Hall, a couple of days later, the show we referenced about two hours ago when we started this show, he's in the semi-main event challenging Ishimori. Does he come away with one of? The, you have to think he comes away with one of those titles, right? Hmm. He's coming fresh off a turn. Or notice he's teaming with Taiichi mm-hmm. in that main event on the on the on the nineteenth. Do they like Alan's theory? Is Taiichi's going to get kicked out of, of Suzuki-gun at some point? Maybe they're
0: interesting. Maybe okay. they're
1: annoyed he offered that handshake. It's interesting he's in this match again with Kanemaru. Do Kanemaru and Taiichi lose and, just, and do they run an angle and kick Taiichi out of Suzuki-gun because they are getting kind of bloated?
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I hadn't thought of that scenario. That is interesting. I actually so um, didn't see
1: it because Alan posted that theory on Twitter. And it was before I saw the results, and I thought it happened. So then I reacted as if they did kick him out, and then people were like, "No, no, 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 no! That's just an Allen theory." So it's Not nice yet. Yeah. See all that on Twitter.
0: No, I don't think I saw that. No, I don't know what day that was. Uh, that, yeah, I mean they are bloated. That that is definitely sure, and and I think it would, I think it would be a good idea to move somebody out. So I'm trying to think of who would be the best to move out, and it's kind of him, right? I don't know. It's like him or like a Benjamin. You know what I mean? But that that's of no consequence whatsoever if, if Benjamin goes. If Taichi gets out, then I could do some what, stuff with him. Benjamin that. Yeah.
1: wouldn't be the worst idea because they could use a baby face on the a mm-hmm. heavyweight baby, but
0: they're, not, yeah, gonna, exactly. but they're not gonna do that. No.
1: But no. just I'm only saying because they did the handshake gimmick.
0: Yeah, the handshake there was there was a weirdness to that handshake. Like, why did that happen? So
1: Yeah, yeah. Kanamura's the new kid on the you know, the new guy in Suzuki Gun. Maybe Taichi takes the fall, Kanemura gets annoyed. It's the main event, so you run a big angle at the end.
0: The main event is something that I, I, I definitely, it, it caught my attention because that's uh, that's. It's
1: going on after the elimination match.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Something's happening there, <laughs> one way or another. They're either winning the titles or, or something big's happening because yeah, it's after the elimination. That's that's rare that you would see something like that. So, yeah. especially with all those heavy hitters in that in that elimination match. So yeah, there's 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 something there. I, I I don't know exactly. Yeah, it could just be them winning the titles, but yeah, that's. That's a good theory. I, I like that one. I like that theory a lot. So
1: credit to Allen if it happens, because he called it. Um, the only other match on the 19th that really caught my eye, there was a bunch of singles matches, but they're, they're nothing singles matches, was the uh, <laughs> Taiji Ishimori and Yoshinori Ogawa versus Kano and O'Hara. Look, we know Ogawa's probably getting pinned in that match, but that could be a hell of a tag team match in the middle of the show.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So look at, and Ogawa could still go. Oh,
1: abso- oh so Ogawa's that's, great. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I, I'm so not that's- trying to disrespect him. I'm just saying he's the guy who's not pushed right now. So, yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward oh, to
0: that. Oh, Saito versus Quiet Storm. Ugh, oh,
1: ugh. God. What about Yone versus Zuka? Oh, God. Oh, imagine sitting through these matches.
0: Saito and Quiet Storm. Saito and Quiet
1: Storm. Could you make oh, a worse God. match? Could you book oh. a worse match in Noah? I don't
0: <laughs> Let me... Th- Maybe a Zuka Quiet Storm might be worse, but...
1: Because Zuka and... and, and uh... Azuka and Maybach had a four star match in September.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to go with that as being an outlier. To the oh uh, <laughs> no, there's
2: no doubt about it. I mean, you know,
0: I, and maybe Azuka. Yeah, but you're going to get. Yeah, I think Saito versus quite to be the worst. I'm thinking because Azuka could maybe in some odd universe get like a four star match. You know what I mean? Like some weird sort of somehow some way we've seen it. There's no chance Saito ever, right. ever, ever, ever will have a good match No, not Kwaitis. at this
1: point. Plus, he's like 45 now. Uh, um, yeah. So Cork and Hall on the 24th, couple days later. Again, you've got uh, Kanemoru challenging Taiji Ishimori, so you know he's not going to take the fall in the in the junior tag match a few days before. I don't think they're going to put the titles on Kanemoru and Taiichi, so Taiichi's getting beat in that match. So it really yeah. ends up to something could happen there, because I think Kanemoru could beat Ishimori absolutely in Cork and Hall for the for the junior uh, for the singles title. But that's not the main event. The main event is Nakajima versus Suzuki. So. If Nakajima is next in line and he openly states he wants a shot at Sagara, he's got to beat Suzuki. That'd be a big win for Nakajima to beat Suzuki. Yeah, absolutely. It's the main event at Korik and Hall. And the rest of that show is nothing but um six-man tags and whatnot. So there's nothing else going on. But um, you know, Ishimori Kanamoru, Nakajima Suzuki, you know, uh, uh two excellent matches to close out the Corkin and Hall show. And then they'll have another big show, uh, Great Voyage in and. That'll be the month, that'll be sometime in uh, March. And obviously, we know nothing about that because we have to see how these matches play out. So, we've got two semi big shows coming up on the 19th and the 24th. So, um, and again, they, they, you know, uh, there, there should be some good action on those two
0: shows. Mm-hmm. That's some good, uh, good storytelling as well. They're planting a lot of seeds here with, with a bunch of That's guys. That's the so thing, the booking, I yeah. think the
1: booking has been, even if you don't like it, it's been interesting and it's been compelling. And it's been full of surprises. The problem is you can do too many surprises and overdo it. Yeah, right. And they're right (laughs) at that precipice now. But there's nothing boring about the booking. You know, it. Listen, compared to New Japan booking, this is like revolutionary booking. New Japan is just you know same old, same old. We're kind of starting to see the different styles of these of Jado and Gato now that they're separated, and mm -hmm. what each one brings to the table.
0: Well, I think what's particularly interesting as well, and I know we got to get out of here, but uh, one of the things was we mentioned as well the sort of the seed planting and that sort of stuff. And, and what's cool, I love the idea that in that, that that we mentioned the KS, the Archer David Boy Smith versus Yone and Nakajima, that Yone was taking all the punishment that Nakajima. It was by no fault of Nakajima that they didn't win that match, and it sort of played out in the booking a little bit because now he's got his chance at, at Suzukiwa. Right? It's like little stuff like that that I really like. That it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that he had won to get this shot, but it, like he had sort of proven himself that he could he could do that he was the reason they lost, and that's that's cool little stuff there. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's it. There's there's you know there's a lot of attention to detail, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting. These two shows coming up are the Yoshinobu Kanemaru shows. It's to see how yeah. all that plays out, and and to see how I mean, guys getting two title shots five days apart.
0: So. Yeah, and then, you know, Shiozaki continues his sort of growth. Uh, Taniguchi, you know, you know, sort of takes over as a as a big time face as well. So, so we'll there's see, just yeah, a little we'll cool step yeah, we'll there. See yeah.
1: see Taniguchi catches on and then, you know, ever since Nakajima signed an official contract and ceased being a freelancer, you can see that they flipped the switch on him, which mm-hmm. which me and you have been waiting for for a long time. So I think we're both big fans of him.
0: Oh, I love him. Yeah. Uh, before we go, though, I had a quick question. I don't know if you had talked about this on your solo show, but have you seen the uh, units disband match uh, from Dragon Gate? Oh, my God. What a fan. It was earlier match. in February. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, there's it. It, it it's you can find it <laughs> on our forums as well. Uh, go out of your way and see it. It's just and, and maybe read a little bit of of background on the units. You know, we have our DG 101 uh, series that John Carroll does. that sort of talks about the units a little bit. I would do that. I would sort of understand where these units are coming from, who's the members, all that sort of stuff before you jump into it. If you're a Dragon Gate fan, though, you're going to love it. And I think even if you're not a Dragon Gate fan, there was just so much emotion and passion and just so many. I mean, man, with all those teams, there's just so many different stories. Every fall, every move, it like meant something to the larger picture. It was just, I, I thought it was fantastic. Like people were sort of putting down February as, oh, I haven't seen much this February. That was really good. Well, you haven't seen that match then because that was an absolutely fantastic match. And that, that, might, that might be a Dragon Gate match that makes it all the way to the end of the year for me uh, in match of the year. I, I loved it. Yeah,
1: I thought it was uh, four and a four-and-a-half star range, four-and-three-quarters. I, 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 it, I it'd I be a hell of a year for that to fall off of my top ten. I mean, I just there was, again, the, the storytelling with KZ, the storytelling with
0: uh, Shingo. Oh, he was the star. KZ was the star. Like you might, you might be listening to us say that, and you haven't seen this match. You're like, no, KZ, yes, I promise you that he was so far and away the star of that match. And and one of the focal points of the match as well. It was incredible.
1: The dominance of Doi and Yamato again as they continue just their dominance and and
0: they just screech that they screech that they just screech that whole match to a halt. Like when they come in, they just dictate the pace. It's like nope, stop. Like everyone's going nuts and diving all around the ring and Tozawa's doing. And they go nope, stop. Like yeah. Star her now. So. And,
1: and, and the way they just make it look easy and they're so cocky. Shingo getting annoyed with Katoka getting eliminated so early. I don't know if you noticed that, but he was bullying him the entire match after that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they hang around ringside and, and Shingo, Shingo getting eliminated and blaming it on leg day on Twitter. I mean, you just, <laughs> it just, there's just so much going on in that match. And the match, I mean, the pacing. I mean, this was one of those Dragon Gate matches where they all just turn it on and everybody is so fucking great. And you just it, you you don't have time to breathe. I mean, from bell to bell, this thing was just
0: ex- well, it's like forty minutes. And when it's over, you're like, what? No, no, it can't be over. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like the forty minutes flies by, like absolutely flies by. And that's that doesn't always happen with forty minute Dragon Gate main events. You know, we talk about those singles matches. Those you know some of those Bravegate ones will just go on and on and on. And on. but this was not. I mean, this was forty minutes, and I I, I wanted to watch it over again right away because there was stuff I missed. Like I didn't you know I go back and read you know Jai's. Recaps. I'm like, oh, I missed that. I got to go back. Like, I watch it twice or three times now, actually. And just every single time, I just find little new nuggets and new things. So I, I wanted to make sure that you had seen it. I knew you had seen it, but kind of get your reaction and just kind of put it out here if people haven't oh, seen it. It's a it. great so, match. Really, it's really, really great. go out of your way and see if it. Like, don't, don't let...
1: If you're a Dragon yeah. Gate fan, it's a must see. If you're not a Dragon Gate fan, it's one of those Dragon Gate matches that you should watch. Because right, at,
0: don't let February pass without watching it.
1: Because at minimum, you'll appreciate the athleticism and the action. Even if you're not a big-time Dragon Gate fan and you don't really understand everything that's going on, uh, but holy shit, that was just that was such a great fucking match, and I I I I don't see how that's going to fall out of my top ten. I mean, I'm gonna find a place for that in my top ten come the end of the year.
0: Absolutely. All right, so, uh, Joe. Anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, nah, man. I got shit to do, man. I I, I hate to shit. cut it short. I know we could probably talk for another <laughs> hour, but I I really have to go. I got a lot of things going on, and, and I, I got to get out of here.
0: No problem. I always love that we do like two hours and 15 minutes. We're like, we're sorry. <laughs> we, we apologize. <laughs> we, we'll make it up to you. I well, you know what
1: got screwed again? Dragon yeah. Gate got screwed again because we really didn't do
0: I tried. No right substance. there, I tried to talk about it. So everybody everybody that got mad, I, 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 I snuck it in there.
1: One of these days, we're going to do two hours on Dragon Gate.
0: I mean, well, this was going to be that week. I was going to, and then, you know, there was a lot of stuff of you saying you had to do it. We, we just, like, last week I wanted to do it, but then I got sick, and I was like, all right, we'll do it this week, and then stuff. It, it's just so much other stuff. It, it, poor Dragon Gate. I feel so I think terrible. We buried
1: the lead. I mean, I, we didn't even, you know, it's, it's, brother Yashi is back. Brother, uh, geez. <laughs> nice. <You> know, it's, <laughs> I'm so pumped for that. I think I'm like the, oh, I thought I was the only irrational oh. brother Yashi fan, but it turns oh. out everyone loves the guy.
0: Yeah, it's he's just so dirty and slimy and weird. It his really hair is. is. It just looks like he smells, you know. And the, and, it's, and I'm positive he smells. And but. the
1: great awkward meeting between him and like KZ, who's like the next generation of Brother Yashi. right?
0: Know, like like and Zawa was just like like he went to go shake his hand. And I think it's I was like, ah, okay. Like <laughs> like it's like everybody was just like, this guy's weird. I don't really like this guy. Like, why'd you bring him back? Like everybody kind of had this look. Like, oh, really him? The like, pop that he I, got too. No, the crowd loved him and then like the wrestlers are just like, eh.
1: You're talking about a guy who <laughs> during all of his sleazy travels is always like a prelim level guy. But in yeah. that environment with the history
0: The fucking stars. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right where he belongs. And I'm kinda hoping that he becomes a regular, you know? So, you know, we'll see. But that's exciting stuff. It's not often that Dragon Gate adds people to the roster that aren't from the system you know what
0: that aren't like students and that's why it was such a shock and that's why i think it was such a shock it was like oh my god no what's like right somebody new and, and it's it's i just loved how uh how, how happy yamato was as well or not yamato uh, i'm like yoshino was was about that he was just like hey look who's back and everyone's like eh, okay like that that's what i loved he was like i know what we're gonna do we're gonna bring him back and the wrestlers are like eh, okay. or how it's, yashi
1: disrespected doi because when he was there doi was still like a young boy you know what i mean yeah, doi, just, was, an- so much stuff doi yeah. was annoyed by that it's like that's you know this that that's what makes Dragon Gate great. All of that so good, yeah. uh, uh, respecting of the history, and um, and and they don't let you forget anything, you know. And no. that's what that's what makes it so great. But yeah, it's uh, he definitely got a huge reaction, and I can't remember the last like free agent they brought in. Probably Gamma. You'd probably have to go back to Gamma. a to, so long time to yeah. a guy for a guy that they like brought in as an outsider who became like. And I'm sure we'll get corrected if we're wrong. You know what I mean? But he's the last one I remember where they like brought a guy in from the outside, uh, you know, and, and it's like, okay, he, you know, Brother Yashi's from the Toriyaman system and all that, but he hasn't been with the company and, you know, he's part of all his, when it's split into a thousand different ways. People know what I'm talking about here. If they bring yeah. him back in full time, they're bringing in an outside guy and they, it, it's always just students that, that come up through the dojo and they haven't really brought in an outside guy since Gamma. I really can't think of one aside from Gamma, can you? Not, and, of course, not counting foreigners.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's...
1: They're all from, you know, guys that came in through the system.
0: Yeah, or like you said, yeah, from the U.S. or, or from wherever. So yeah, that's, that's it's been fun. So yeah, they've had a great year as well. So we 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 promise. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll just lead off with it. Even if they, even if nothing's happened, we'll just have like a half an hour of us like talking about how much we love Dragon Gate. But we snuck it in here. We got it, so it's good. I feel better. But anyway, Rich, I got to go. go. Wrap it up. Uh, for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Grace. We'll see you next time on the Voice Wrestling Podcast. Take care. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now Incova Insurance.